hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thinking Guys podcast, episode 207. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? It's terribly hot in the UK, but we're not complaining about it, are we? No, not at all. Not one single bit. I am joined this week by the FFG himself, Mr. Sean Davies. Oh, sorry, you threw me. I know, I never, me. I know I don't come to you first normally, but I saw your name up first in my eyeline, so there it is. Hello. Uh, hello, hello. How are you? Uh, you, you uh, I'm, I'm honoured to be first. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> it just never happens, does it? Um, no, no, yeah, thank, no, I, thank you for taking over last week. Much appreciated. Oh, it was a pleasure. Um, and again, so sorry about that. Yeah, I've got to have words with you guys about that, but uh, that I'll save that for later. <laughs> Recommendations for this week, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather up north? Oh, uh, it is Scorchio. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, it is incredibly warm, and uh, the windows are shut because the next-door neighbours just had a massive dog. Um, and my kids have been playing on the PlayStation 5 for the last three hours, so this room is like a sauna. So I, I may or may not be in my pants, but, you know. Cool. Got to make sure I don't hit that camera button this week. Are there people uh, out there on their in their front gardens with the sofas or the white lightning and all that stuff? Do you know what? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I won't, won't, won't lie. There's a lot of skull, a lot of talent super. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the neighbors, I don't know what it is around about Stoke, but it like almost everyone has like crap motorbikes that when the sun comes out, they just go and ride it on whatever piece of grass they can find. Cool. So, yeah, like my entire estate, there's like a field at the bottom of my street with a park, which is obviously designed for kids. But as soon as the sun comes out, kids can't use it because there's like. 50 or so people just riding around motorbikes on it. So thanks, motorbikes, for ruining all the kids' parks. <laughs> what a way oh, to start dear. this podcast. Oh, I'm what sorry. a damn shame. No, it's terribly fine. Can, can, can you feel uh, that this is something I've kept bottled up for a while? And then yeah. Now... <laughs> yeah. Just, a, just, just, just an annoyed parent. I like it. I should have known. I should have known. Uh, Young Dog. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah, there sorry he is. about hello. that. I was fumbling the unmute button. Um, hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Good. You sound terribly chirpy for someone who's terribly angry at the weather. I am very angry at the weather. Um, although less angry in recent years, I think I deal with the heat a bit better than I have done in the last few years. But uh, oh, oh, it's just so warm. It's just so warm. I don't like it. <laughs> it's you're, unrelenting. You're, you're right otherwise, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty good otherwise. I've been pretty busy over the weekend, but um, I got a trip in two days to look forward to to Belgium, so I am yeah. very excited for that. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't think much could put a down on my mood right now. That's awesome. I'd love to hear that. Love to hear that. Jonathan Brown. Jonathan, what? No, Joshua Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can talk. I can talk a second time. <laughs> Yes, speak on my behalf, Yog. Please. Oh God, I'm so I'm terrible at this. <laughs> How are you doing, John? Josh, <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> he did it will never stop. Uh, do we all, do we sound that similar? No, you I don't think... at all. But it's just me. Means John and Josh. Are I mean, very, I'm, it's not close. like an it's... insult to do. We're just no, it's, it's names, not accents. But I think. Um, I think I've already mentioned it before on the podcast that my brother's name is Jonathan uh, and my parents make the same mistake all the time. So yeah. you're not alone in this. Yes. 
in this pain in this uh, very specific niche. Good, I'm glad. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. It has felt like such a long week covering things every night or like looking at watching things every night. And uh, mm. I'm happy that it's concluded because I can't take any more games, especially this year. I cannot take any more. Yeah, it's uh, it's outrageous. But yeah, we will get there. My goodness me. Uh, Kate today to the TKB. Hey. Hey, pal. Welcome back. Thanks. I say welcome back. You were on last week's podcast, which is wild, isn't it? I know that that feels like ages away as well. When you said sort like about last week, I was like, shit, was that last week? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Last couple of days have felt like forever and no time all at the same time. So, how yeah. was uh, how was a uh, Poland? Poland was amazing, incredible. If you're listening from Poland, you are incredible. Your culture is incredible. Your food's incredible, and so are your fucking weddings. Two days of weddings, free bar, Brits do table wine, the Polish do table vodka. Oh, table vodka. Set, table vodka. Um, and part of your table cutlery includes a shot glass, like 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 a dessert spoon. Um, and there was a litre of vodka per head, and the waitresses and waiters would come around passively aggressively shaking the vodka because we hadn't finished it yet. And also the the, the <laughs> right way to drink vodka in, in Poland is to shot it straight. You're not you're not like you're not mixing it in lemonade like us fanny brips do. <laughs> um so yeah, we had a liter a liter each and there are like seven to eight people on a table. So you're trying to go through eight liters of vodka per day per it's crazy. Plus a free bar. Plus all this food, and at the um on the menu, like on the itinerary for the day at midnight, there's party games. I don't know <laughs> what is more fun than seeing a bunch of thirty year olds play musical chairs at midnight. Like what a fucking time to be alive! It's great wow. it's like a children's party in the middle of the night, but drunk. Um, I had a great time. I also saw some wonderful sights. Uh, the town is very beautiful. The architecture is very beautiful. Um, we did do a day of exploring or Auschwitz. I can't say that word very well. And no matter how much I sound like I'm saying it or try to say it, I sound like Benedict Cumberbatch trying to say penguin. Um, it was like penguins, penguins. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to leave it with my one-off saying of that location, um, which was very interesting and also very horrific because it happened and it's real. Um, and then we'd love a little walk in the salt mines. And then they told me that they there were 800 steps to go down to visit these mines and I couldn't wanted to yeet myself more and then halfway <laughs> down someone farted and then that just made the whole thing worse <laughs> uh, luckily we didn't have to go back up the stairs but I had a great time Ross how the devil are you well um not as good as you evidently um do you want a Joey and Phoebe Auschwitz so say Auschwitz Ausch. Say Vitz. Vitz. Put it together. Auschwitz. There you go. Yay! Loop, loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that was very good. Thank you, pal. Phoebe's a genius. Well, Phoebe's a genius. What can you say? Uh, finally, Mr. Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. I can uh, I can assume that your 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 how are you is very similar to cats. 
Uh, yeah, she's kind of covered everything, to be fair. She did it in great detail. And um, yeah, Poland is a lovely, lovely place. The wedding was incredible. Uh, the vodka is st strong. And the food is incredible. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to add other than what Kat's already said. But it's just a really wonderful place. And Krakow is a really cool city. Um, and I think we both kind of came out of it like we would come back here quite happily on a holiday for a week and just have a wander around and just explore it. It feels very old school, but also just very almost Italian in some ways. Um, but the countryside of it is just absolutely stunning. Um, and the hotel that we stayed in was beautiful as well. Um, yeah, of the 59,000 billion weddings we've gone to in the past year, I think we both kind of agreed. We were like, damn, this is really cool. Having like a whole two-day event for it um, is quite something. But we did get to the end of the second night. We were like, how, how are people still moving? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much vodka and so much beer. And the that's funny because host... I hadn't put it together that you were going to Poland for a wedding, but of course you were. Of course, we that's were. what you do. Yeah, what else do we do on our weekends? Come on, I'm starting to think that you don't get invited to these weddings; you just turn up at other people's. Oh yeah, we're actually just professional wedding crashers at this point, or yeah. at least we should be <laughs> making making thousands of people just every yeah. every other Absolutely. weekend. Yeah, we just decide, we just pick one, and we go, and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um. And the nice thing of this was that the hosts of the wedding actually said that we uh, we represented Britain very well because we cleaned out the four kegs or whatever of beer that they had by the second night. So they had to buy wow. in a couple more kegs just for us because us uh, English contingent like our beer. Very proud of you guys. Very proud of you. Yeah. Represent. <laughs> good guff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right then. Let's get to uh, game of the week. I'll go from the top. Uh, Sean Davies, your game of the week. Are we all going to talk about the Final Fantasy 16 demo? I think we're all going to talk about the Final Fantasy 16 demo. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I'm going to leave I'm going to leave that for the people who are more qualified than I to talk about Final Fantasy 16. Sure. Um, but just throwing my two pence, very very good. Very um, very, very good. So Oof. let's think of a game of the week. Um, Psychonauts 2. That's what I've been playing. Quite ah. a lot of this week. Um, I, I don't know why. I think I started to watch that documentary and then realized, hey, I haven't actually played this game. And I don't know why, because I, I adore the original. So I decided to dive in. And it, it's just a, such a fun game. Um, it's incredible the way that they managed to make it feel like a free platformer of from from the, back in the heyday, but with, with all the modern day trappings and... Um, it's just such a fun game to play. It's not perfect, um, you know, just little glitches and bits, you know, here and there. But honestly, you know, Raz is such an interesting character. It's such an interesting way to 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 kind of delve into the, you know, the topics that they do in these games, and and it's just such a creative and artistic way of of doing a three D platformer that I'm just absolutely in awe of. And I really hope that whatever Double Fine are working on now, I know there's multiple projects currently going on, but one of them is Psychonauts 3 because I can really see myself, you know, trying to platinum this game and then then move on to whatever's next because I really hope that they continue this series on because it's so good and it really deserves more credit than it gets. So that would be my game of the week. All right. Psychonauts 2. It's still on Game Pass, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's on PlayStation Plus as well. Oh, brilliant. There you go. So, all over the place. No Whatever excuses, ladies and gents. No excuses at all. Uh, Yog Dog, your game of the week. 
My game of the week is going to be Diablo 4. Is it something, uh, something, something, kingdom, something, something, three? It's that as well, funnily enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I've been playing... Oh, I was actually up till 6am this morning playing Diablo 4. Um, so I can't say it's any other game because I blasted through the rest of the main story last night. Uh, I have been just at grinding better gear and levels on it. So I think I'm up to level 53 at the moment. Um, I'm up to the world tier 3 now as well. I, it's just a stellar game. Uh, it's my first first game of this type, so it, it's a new experience for me. And it just, it's just clicked quite heavily with me. It didn't at first. It took me a a couple of attempts to uh even though the beta clicked with me the full release just i bounced off it slightly to begin with i think it's because i was busy with other games but uh once i had the time free to dedicate towards it i've been putting a lot of hours into it each day uh, i've still been playing a fair bit of valorant as well so like that's my secondary game of the week uh because both those games have been chewing up a scary amount of my time but yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Diablo, and I, it's an excellent game. I'd recommend it to anyone. Awesome. Awesome. You know, it's sold $666 million worth. In... $666 million of sales. Yeah. It, that's, a, that's, that's, that's pocket change, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that, that is, that's called FIFA numbers in the first week. Yeah, that's a, that's an utterly ridiculous amount of money. That's impressive. That is insane. Considering, you know, Blizzard are also handling the disaster that is Overwatch 2 right now. It's very impressive that it's from the same studio. Anyway. <laughs> I I don't know what went on with Overwatch. I remember when it was meant to be the next big thing uh, in shooters yeah. and esports particularly because there was a huge push for esports. Well, it was for a while, wasn't it? And then um well they were trying to overtake csgo and uh especially because valorant wasn't really out at the time uh i don't even think it was actually had even been announced at that stage but yeah it's it's interesting to see the rise and fall of overwatch mm. and it doesn't feel like to manage to actually regain much momentum for it's, series uh, they they announced something um over the weekend about overwatch 2 I think PVE stuff is coming in, and they're charging like um, full whack for it, and people are pissed. So, oh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, oh no, let's we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right, cool. See you, dog. Uh, Josh. Yeah, my game of the week is uh, Decarnation. Um, I'm going to butcher the developer's name, uh, but they're called Atelier QDB. Um, it's on Nintendo Switch and PC. Um, and it's basically an isometric pixel horror set in 90s France. Uh, you play as Gloria, who's 29, turning 30. Um, and they're a cabaret dancer. Um, and they're kind of at a point in their life where they're kind of um, feeling uh, existential, I guess. You could call it kind of like what they're doing with their life, how they're feeling, their body's changing. Um and it's essentially like a trip down her own sort of trauma uh, uh, 
I don't know what's happening just yet. I feel like there's going to be some really dark twist that's going to that's going to blow me away. Um, but it's very like Silent Hill. You kind of like transported to this world that she's like made up almost, um, and it's it's disgusting and weird and almost Lovecraftian. Um, it's quite light on gameplay overall. You kind of the story's kind of playing you more than you're playing the game. There's like really quick um, like mini games that you encounter during the narrative. Um, and then sometimes a little bit of exploration. But other than that, it's kind of like the story's just taking you through forwards. And it's pretty grueling. I think I got it the other day. Um, and I'm not managing that much time just because it's quite like dark <laughs> in its themes. Um, it's a bit of a downer, but um, it's really, really well designed um, aesthetically. Uh, it's got original songs by um, a French band called Fleurette Blue. Um, which is really good songs. But the kicker is that the score for the game is done by um, Akira Yamaoka, who has also done the Silent Hill soundtrack as well. Um, so if you know those sort of sounds, that sort of like lo-fi droning, like paranoid music, then um, yeah, it's so good. Um, it's like, it's got inspirations from like Satoshi Kon, who's done like Perfect Blue, um, and David Lynch with Marlon Drive and Twin Peaks. Um, but it does enough to make it feel like its own thing and not just resting on its influences. Um, and I do think it's actually something quite special in terms of its story and um, what they're trying to put forwards in the metaphors that they're getting out there. Um, yeah. Decarnation. Sounds intense. Sounds intense. It is intense. Yeah, <laughs> I've, um, doing it, I'm doing it in dribs and drabs because it it it's um, it's heavy stuff. Heavy going. Mm. Yeah, there. Uh, Cat, in your uh, in your the little time you've had, what have you been playing this week? Well, I'm still embargoed by um, one of the games I am playing. Um, um, but I will talk about a game I have played, which I wouldn't necessarily call it my game of the week, but more just the game that I played this week uh, before I left for Poland. Um, and that is a game called Daydream Forgotten Sorrow. Um, so this is out on Steam, I want to say it's out on Steam. Well, it's out on Steam, I know for sure, because that's where I played it. Um, I have a feeling that it might be out on um, Xbox and things like that. It is supposed to be a platforming adventure puzzle game. Um <laughs> love when I say stuff like supposed to be uh, because I'm about to go into a huge rant about when you genreize your games and the game doesn't do the run thing that it's supposed to this is a lovely looking game um, it's a very cutesy game when you watch the trailer it looks incredible when you look at the pictures on the review it looks incredible but none of it copies to the actual gameplay itself um, I love a platformer I love a puzzler Daydream isn't really any of that, and that's just simply because of the 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 um the kind of mechanics and the UI and the technical stuff that was happening whilst I was playing it. I don't. I was just checking myself today because I obviously did the review for embargo. Um, whether I was just unlucky or whether it was kind of a shared opinion, and it seems that it's a really mixed bag of some people who have mentioned the same difficulties that I have and then given it a straight flat out 4.5 out of 5 
and there are other people who have said exactly what I have and and given it a very similar score to myself so I think it's it's a really mixed bag and it's also what you value of a game um it does look very pretty it's essentially about a boy and his teddy bear kind of running away from um like really horrible things that he fears I think it's supposed to be an allegory or an analogy really for the fact that he is like kind of running away from the things that he's scared of in real life I don't know because it literally gives you no backstory it gives you nothing I don't even know if he's actually asleep in this I'm assuming he is because it literally says daydream um but but yeah so like it just fell short in a lot of areas but like there is a good game in there somewhere the platforming elements I consistently clip through the like so when you platform and you jump from one platform to another you're supposed to be able to actually platform like you're actually supposed to be able to like you know I don't know fucking land on the platform that you want to land on um and I would just clip straight through it and pointlessly die and then I'd be like checkpointed back like five minutes previous to where I was and I was like oh my god and so I would do the thing again and then I would see myself make the landing and just clip straight through it again um it does have a cool mechanic where you can like um instruct the bear to like do things and like move boxes for you and hand you ledges and like throw ropes down and things like that but sometimes like even he fucks off and you're like hello 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 can I help can I help me um so, <laughs> I don't know it's it's it was fine but it you know I think it needs a couple of patches a couple of fine tunings and then there's a good game behind there because there's some really cool bits. There was a really cool bit where you get to fly like this little paper plane, like in this lake, like and in these caves with these like big showering waterfalls. Um, and there's a little bit nice bit where you get to climb a windmill. Um, but you know, just 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 do the thing that you're supposed to do. If I'm supposed to platform, <laughs> let me fucking platform. Just do the thing. To puzzle. Do the thing, do the thing that you want me to do with the thing that you've made. Um, so <laughs> that's the only game I've really played this week. Um, for Poland, and yeah, so that that's Daydream. You can read my review on fingerguts.net. <laughs> I can't wait, I'm very excited. <laughs> apparently, um, apparently I was, I was pretty scathing in one sentence, and that's been edited down. So, apologies, maybe I was just feeling particularly. Mm. <laughs> particularly salty about my platforming needs on that day. Yeah. Miles, what on earth could be your game of the week? I mean, I'm surprised it's gotten to me without it being properly spoken about yet, but uh, mine has to be Final Fantasy 16 because I talked about Diablo last time and I've not played anything else owing to having not being here for the last week. Um, I played the demo today and I was quite frankly blown away. Um, I knew I was going to like this game, I don't think I quite appreciated just how much I was going to like this game. Like others have kind of mentioned on the Slack, I think particularly Toby and Josh, especially we're talking about this, of like, um, I think Tom as well, maybe. Um, Like the story and the characters, I got really invested really fast. Like it was a two hour demo and I was like, damn, I actually already care about the fates of these people, Um, which is quite rare for something to catch me that quickly. Um, But the combat system... Like, the Devil May Cry influence is so strong throughout this game. And we've talked about this when we've seen the gameplay deep dives and stuff. But my god, is this combat system so fucking cool. (laughs) Um, It's a kind of mix of, like, the sword attacks. You've got, like, magic attacks with triangle. Um, You've got, like, a dash and evade. 
Um, you can do counters and combos and all sorts of stuff. It just looks crazy. And with the upgrade systems, which look quite extensive, like you can round out your repertoire hugely. And I'm so excited. I played this demo and I finished it and I was like, I just want to play more of this game. And now I'm upset that I played this demo because now I don't get to play this game until it's out. Um, it's shaping up superbly well. And I think it's going to be a massive hit. I think this is going to do absolute gangbusters in terms of sales. And it might be one where Square Enix aren't disappointed with the sales of it, where it didn't sell below expectations. We can all dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's looking fantastic. The graphics are superb. Um, it had a tiny bit of screen tearing at a couple of points, but it is still obviously an early demo. And yeah, I was just blown away. The spectacle of it, the kind of major battles that were shown off in this demo were ridiculous. Um, and I thought Diablo 4 was going to take up my summer, but I might be rethinking that over the next two weeks. So yeah, play it if you haven't already. It's amazing. Go on, Sean. I just wanted to jump in and echo your sentiments because like, I haven't been overly impressed with what I'd seen so far, but this demo has absolutely sold me on it. And I went to pre-order it today. I mean, that's, I didn't have enough money in the bank because it got rejected, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the intent was there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I clicked, I clicked pre-order and it was just, yeah, whatever. Um, but, you know, I think for me, it's a, there's some really nice changes that are going to make this like, such a massive game like you know i i was walking into all the corners looking for secrets and stuff but i don't need to because all the items are highlighted by little sparkly bits and you know you can go off and find so fucking well designed like it doesn't it just yeah i'm i'm in awe of this demo and i genuinely when that demo ends i was like oh for fuck's sake now i've got to wait until the game comes up <laughs> they they packed so much into that demo like there's so much that happens in the space of that two hours of game and like you i just i got to the end and i was like piss sake i just want more exactly such a good i woke woke up today so disappointed i couldn't just go back into the game and play more of it thinking that oh yeah i've i was playing it yesterday i can go back and carry on the story because it ends on such a like moment that honestly took my breath away with just how like intense it all was and like the characters that you've literally I've literally spent like two hours with feeling so deeply for them I was just like man what is it 22nd of June we've got to wait now Mm -hmm. oh boy it's only nine days it's only nine days it's nine days too many Oh man, you obviously didn't enjoy the demo enough because that nine days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that nine days is painful. None. Oh god! I, you, I had I had next to no interest in Final Fantasy. I never had an interest in Final Fantasy. You know that. Um, I've only ever played the remake, and I love that. But yeah, sixteen wasn't doing it for me at all. And I played the demo. Um, this incredibly generous demo. And um, yeah, now I'm like, uh, where is it? I want it now. Give it to me right now, please. Thank you. Um, it's. It was extraordinary. It was absolutely extraordinary. And yeah, I cannot wait to play the full game. It's going to be something very special. I think. Agreed. Uh, Sorry, Miles. Do you have anything else? Nope. Uh, The only other thing I would have added is that was already getting contested pretty strongly. But I think, uh, again, I will be rethinking my game of the year just based off this demo. I'm already feeling like this is going to pull itself into pole position. And that is saying something given the year we've had so far. And the year to come. Oh. Oh. Dude, I, I know I know. Primal will be your game of the year. Don't worry about it. 
Oh yeah, that's nailed on. Like that's guaranteed. We're not even yeah. going to consider anything else alongside Exoprimal. That's in its own stratosphere. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what have I been? Playing? Well, what haven't I been playing? My God, I've had a proper week of games. I've had a bit of time off, so I've managed to catch up on some things. I played. I played the uh, Viewfinder demo, um, which was a lovely little puzzler, uh, right up my alley. That kind of thing. Um, I realized how bad I was at it. Um, it turns out that. It's not just uh, taking pictures of random bits and walking. Um, they do really require a lot of thought, and it's very confusing. But I really enjoyed it. I got to the end of the demo, which I was very proud of because I got stuck on one for bloody ages. Um, but yeah, it's very clever and it's very smart. And it's the thing the demo is only on PlayStation right now. So if you want to check it out, um, go and do it there. But it's it's very unique, very interesting, and it's got a lovely uh, tone. It's got a lovely theme. It's just a very nice game to play if you're looking to chill out for a bit. Um, I checked out NBA 2K23, which is something I haven't done in years. I just fancy playing a bit of basketball and I had a great time. Yeah, it was free on PS Plus. And yes, it's full of microtransactions. And it's 2K at the very worst. Um, you can't even get into the game without saying, no, I don't want to buy this, this, or this. Please just let me play one game. Please. And it finally lets you actually play the game. And I had a great time. Um, really enjoyed it. Might attempt to start a career. Uh, I'm not really playing anything else that massive right now. Um, so, yeah, 2K3 was good. Um, I've got Park Beyond uh, to review, which I started this morning. Um, I can't really obviously say a lot about that right now, but um, I'm having a having a whale of a time. Um, actually, finally jumping into that game. I've been waiting for it for a couple of years, so it's nice to, nice to finally have it in my grasp. And, um, yeah, I've been obviously checking out the new, um, the new Fortnite season, which so far... So far, it's a bit disappointing. Um, I've, I've said it. I've said it. There's a Fortnite thing that I don't love, ladies and gents. Um, it's let's just. Am I, am I going mad? Did, did I just say <laughs> Sarah's words? There's just it. It this isn't you. You know, it's 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 just a reskin. It feels like it feels when, very primal. Yes, exactly that. Um, when they went back to um, the bows and the arrows and all that sort of stuff, it was that was fun. That was a really enjoyable season, but now we're back kind of about that again. There's no more there's no barren arrows in it, but the whole the, the giant hole in the in the map is like it's not very exciting. There's not much going on down there. And I just hope that something comes out of it soon. Uh, something a bit more interesting. Uh, because right now it doesn't feel like it's a huge jump from the previous season, which I thought was very good. So mm, we'll see. But right now it's uh yeah, it's not grabbing me. Um, but being able to jump on raptors and you know travel them around the map is always very fun. That's by far the best bit at the moment. But hey, Optimus Prime is there. I've got a game. He's right at the end of the battle pass. Damn it, I've got to get there. So I'll be playing it every day as ever. Right then, let's get into Mars. We've got a quiz. We do. Oh, he's even done a quiz. Look at this guy. Yeah, Look at this I, guy. I can't uh, comment on its quality given that I'm slightly sleep deprived and vodka. Hangover. <laughs> Hangover? <laughs> but uh, yes, there, there is a quiz. Okay, well, let's do this a quiz then. Let's do a quiz. <laughs> All right. It is a standard 10-question quiz, as usual. Uh, I don't have a tiebreaker, so please just don't finish on the same amount of points. Otherwise, I'll have to make up a question, and that's not going to be fun for anyone. Well, she should always have a tiebreaker. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, but we didn't use it last time, and then I ended up saying it anyway. I should have just kept it. Last <laughs> <laughs> me never does any future me any favours. Um, okay, let's do this. Are we all ready? Do we know the rule? Main rule. 
Yeah. Raise yeah. hand. Yeah, there we go. This is nice. I like this. Um, okay, question number one. What is the name of the dog in the Final Fantasy 16 demo? Josh. Toggle. It is indeed Toggle. Well done, sir. He's so cute. He is so cute. Uh, He's question... be a very good boy. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the bestest boy. Uh, question number two. In Death Stranding, what astral location or plane are people sent to upon their death? Oh, Ross. Hyrule. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I like what you were going for with that, though. Yeah. Anyone else? Fuck, it's so crowned with detail. I just don't even fucking know at this point. It's Norman Reedus walking with a baby. Yeah. But what's he walking on? <laughs> Sludge. Or where is he walking? Strand. Oh, there we go. Go on, Josh. Strand. No. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Anyone else want to have a go? Norwich. Uh, oh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a Norwich within it. There could be. Millwall. Millwall? Uh, I don't think it's Millwall. Although, yeah. I guess, also could be, potentially. Cat uh, and Sean, I believe you still have guesses left if you would like to go. This is, this is deeply frustrating because it's like, it's there. Yep. In my brain, and I cannot reach it. And <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even played that much of this game. I think you know, I got to where you got to take the corpse up and put it in there, and it decides so much at that point. Yep, you're all going to kick yourselves because you are going to know it as soon as I say it. Yeah, hell, Troy Baker's super AI fun house. <laughs> it is neither hell nor Troy Baker's super AI house or whatever you said. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the same place. <laughs> Okay, would we like the answer? Yeah. yeah. It's the beach. Fuck, I've just about oh, seen yeah. it. No! no! <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was genuinely I've got I've got it up to raise my hand. Oh, no. <laughs> Sad, sadly, the others answered yes, so I gave the answer. That's fine, that's fine. No problems. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might have been a tough one, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Um, question number three Agent was the title of a stealth action video game that was being developed by ooh Ross go on Rockstar Games it is indeed Rockstar well done (laughs) it's a bit of a challenging one if I uh, didn't finish the question it was something entirely different yes but you got it right so well done Uh, question number four which famous actor will be appearing in the new Fable game Slash was in the trailer for it Roscoe Richard Ayawadi it is well done I could have swore I showed up first there it showed yeah. Ross on my screen first, my friend. No, yeah, it Sorry. showed Ross on my screen. I accidentally muted myself instead of raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Easy mistakes. Easy mistakes. Uh, this one's a tough one. I don't know why I put this in here, but I'm sorry in advance. Uh, question number five. Mine Laban is an infamous trophy for completing an entire FPS game in one life with no saves or checkpoints. Oh, Sean. Wolfenstein, the new order. No. Oh, no. It's oh, one. no. Cat. Sign two. You need the full title <laughs> of the game. Wolfenstein two get fucked, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> it is not Wolfenstein two get fucked, Miles. Although that would have been a great title for the game. I'm sorry, Josh. Wolfenstein two, the new Colossus. It is indeed the new Colossus. Well done, uh, Josh. Oh, Sean, I swear you do this every time I do. <laughs> oh man, I, do you know how much I tried at that fucking trophy? Oh, <laughs> honestly, I gave it two runs, and the second time it crashed on me about halfway through the game, and I literally didn't say a word for the rest of the whole day. I just sat there miserable <laughs> for the entire day. 
because you can't yeah. even skip cutscenes. You have to watch them through every single time. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Such a good game. Ruined by a trophy. Um, <laughs> question... <laughs> uh, question number six. How many Kingdom Hearts games are there? Oh, Roscoe. Sam and the Dark. Uh, seven. No. Don't say Kingdom Hearts uh... 1, 2, 3. There's more than that. There are there are more than one two three. Okay, I good. can't confirm that much. Uh, Josh, you're next. I want to say nine. No. Fuck. Cat. Cat. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. Twelve. No. Afraid not. Sean. Eleven. No. <laughs> Yog. Five. No. Oh, do you know what? Two of you are very close. Does anyone want to have another go? No, I'm kidding. I want another uh, go. Six, I want another go. Six, I want another go. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. There are the other guys. <laughs> it was actually 13. So, uh, Are you including the announced Kingdom Hearts 4? No. Okay. Because that game isn't out yet. So I only count the games that are currently available. I love, I love the fact that we've got four Kingdom Hearts games and there's 13 of them. <laughs> <laughs> that series is just such a joke. <laughs> In the best way. Um, question number seven. In order to activate the infinite money cheat on The Sims, what word do you have to type in? Oh, Josh. Motherload. Oh, I think that is correct, although I don't have a different answer, but I think my answer is wrong. Oh, okay, I've got another right. answer, I've got another answer, I've got the other answer. Okay, well, I will give Josh a point for that one if you give me the other answer, but Ross does have his hand up first. Okay, fine. Go for Ross. I was going to say, I was going to say Motherlode. Okay, all right. Well, Josh has claimed that point. Cat? The other one is Rosebud. It is. Well done. I will give you a point for that one, too. Uh, Rosebud is... Uh, you've gone from Sims 1. 50,000. Just saying. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I, do, I, I, I have too much. He's actually true. Rosebud right is now. like the smaller one, and then Motherload is like the big one. So technically, I should take your point away it's from the Motherload. <laughs> yeah, <do> <laughs> no, I'll give you both the point because it was my faulty wording. Uh, question number eight: Troy Baker, also the uh, oh. infinite cash uh, cheat on Stardew Valley. Oh, that's exciting! There you go. We still need that uh, that podcast streaming series to happen. Yeah. Um, I will advise, listen to the whole question for this one before you answer it. Uh, question number eight, Troy Baker. Okay, Josh, go. No, <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> uh, Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, Keith David, Terry Crews, and Neil Patrick Harris all have voice roles for which game? Oh, Sean. Uncharted 3. No. I mean, if they do... It's not the answer I've got. Uh, I, I just had a guess because uh, <laughs> towards the end of the list, I stopped listening. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Josh. I want to say Saints Row 4. You would be correct in saying Saints Row 4, my friend. Well done. Which one uh, sold you on it? Um, uh, Keith David. I think yeah. he's the uh, first president, isn't he? Before he you is. take over. Yeah. Um, and that one stands out to me. I think yeah. he's not really good in the games. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, actually really guess. good in it too. Nothing suits me like a suit. <laughs> I love this. 
Uh, question number nine. Which spell allows the caster to reveal hidden objects, messages, and invisible things in Hogwarts Legacy? Cat. Revelio. It is indeed Revelio. Well done. Uh, I hear question... that being said about 20 million times while you play the game. Revelio. 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 I do the shitty arm wave. Revelio. Revelio. Reve <laughs> yeah, when I was looking up uh, questions for this quiz, I was like, That'll be a really good one, because everyone, even people who haven't played the game, will know it just because of how annoying it was at the time. And question number 10. Which video game won Game of the Year at the Game Awards in 2016? Josh. Was it? Oh, I'm going to fucking get it wrong now. I want to say it's The Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild. It is I not. I don't think it. That was the year after. Yeah. Fuck. Roscoe, you're next. Fuck okay, it, I was going to say Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild always catches people up. Uh, would you like to have a guess anyway? Uncharted 4? No, it was not Uncharted 4. Although, actually, yeah, surprisingly, That's... actually, it wasn't. Uh, and Yogg, you're next. Overwatch. It was indeed Overwatch. Well done. Oh, fuck Overwatch. Ross mentioned it earlier. It jogged my memory. <laughs> yeah. I know. I still can't believe it won it that year. Still very surprised by that. Because uh, I think Dark Souls 3 and Uncharted 4 both came out that year as well. Yeah. All righty. Well, thankfully, you guys didn't tie. So thanks for doing that. You've done me a solid. Uh, Josh, you are the winner today with four points. Uh, Roscoe and Kat, you both shared two points. And Yog Dog, you have one point. Sean, you would have had a point, but uh, unfortunately, the timer ran out for you. We'll see you at the beach. Yeah, <laughs> see you at the beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, so well done, Josh. You are the winner. Hey. Well done. I feel like you've won a couple of the recent ones, haven't you? Um, it's a bit of a streak, but I'm not counting. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as Josh. awesome as Square Enix naming their protagonist fucking Clive. <laughs> and I'm Clive's brother. When you're playing through it, does it sound, does it suit him? Doesn't suit him, does yeah. it at all? It's really weird. I think everyone else's name is quite um, normal. So it doesn't stand out too badly, mm. if that makes sense. It was the one thing that threw me off. I was like, just give him a nickname or something, please. He can't take this anymore. He's <laughs> <laughs> called well, like Clivio. Yeah. He was getting called Wyvern, wasn't he? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, like for half a game, he's going to be called something completely different. Isn't he? So I think Thank God. it works for me. I don't know why. He feels like a Clive, yeah. like a bit too pretty goody. <laughs> you know, I, I could see a Clive being like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to save my brother. And then, you know, I could see Wyvern being the badass with a phoenix popping out of his back and whatnot. So I really want a patch update where you do that exact voiceover for the entire game, please, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> don't choose your phoenix feathers, brother. They're precious. <laughs> <laughs> you are wasted not being a voice actor my friend yeah there's no there's no there's no call for stoke <laughs> voice actors even in games in medieval times where we could have played the amazing paupers were not called upon it's either the scots or the londoners <laughs> yeah, wasn't, it, uh, wasn't there tyler and wade as well well 
Were yeah. they the uh, two assistants on your um, like dungeon crawl? Tyler yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Clive, Tyler, Wade, Joshua, they're all just very like, very standard names. Mm. You sound like a really shit boy band. Yeah. <laughs> e16. E16. <laughs> uh, right then, let's get into the news. And there's not. I mean, there's loads of news, but I mean, what's happened in the last week has been monumental. We've had all of the showcases, all of the games. There are so many games to talk about. I don't even know where to start. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it out. We're just going to have one big, massive conversation about everything that we've seen from each showcase, the highlights of each showcase. We can't give it every single game because we'll be here for hours and hours and hours. Um, give you like I'll give you a showcase. You tell me what you love from that showcase, and we'll talk about the games that way uh because there's just so much that's been announced um so we'll start with uh summer game fest um jeff keely dropping some bombs um earlier in the week and um i guess i'll go to who's unmuted josh do you want to kick off with summer game fest anything there that you saw that you were Ooh. particularly digging um Quite a lot of it, you know. Um, I think one thing I was glad to see a lot of or more of um, that I wasn't necessarily expecting was uh, some gameplay footage from Banisher's Ghost of New Eden um, from Don't Nod. Um, I can't remember when it was last showed off. It, I think it would might have been um, Game Awards. We hmm. saw, we had a first look. Um, and I just quite didn't like the direction Don't Nod are going with their games um, outside of Life is Strange or post-Life is Strange, should I say. Um, uh, as a, you know, combat focus kind of game where you're exercising ghosts and spectres with a, a, a lover partner that is dead is an interesting concept. And um, yeah, I was just happy to see more of it. And I think one worth shouting out that's not like the big one. Ah. <laughs> oh. Uh, only one tiny thing, um, and that was the Spider-Man Two release date. Of oh yeah, nothing. October twenty twenty-three. Um, big news: Venom is not Eddie Brock, which is kind of like the canonical first um, Venom that we saw. Um, fun little uh, anecdote about Venom's suit is that he only ever gets the Spider-Man logo as Venom post Peter Parker having the suit before it, it wouldn't have been, it, there wouldn't be a thing. So like Tom Hardy's venom, you don't see it, stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of my takeaway is that it is after Peter, Peter Parker gets the venom suit, potentially that venom is, uh, is there. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That's Spider-Man 2 coming out October 20th. Very, very exciting times. Um, Sean. What of the 40 games that were shown, how many of them are you going to play? What, 39, uh, 38? Quite a lot, I would say. But I just wanted to ask Josh a quick question, because I, is it not common knowledge who is Venom? Like, isn't it already given away in the first game? Or is that... Uh, like... Are you kind of thinking that it's going to be Harry Osborn? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was dancing around not giving that away for the people that maybe had not played it, but I guess... The first know. one. Oh, yeah. um, that's completely speculation, though. It's a good speculation because of um, Harry's state in the first game, which I won't 
I won't divulge him. Um, and the kind of teaser that in the footage that we saw at the PlayStation Showcase, um, they mentioned Harry's state. Um, so it's a really good guess. However, I can't see the voice of Tony Todd playing a character like um, Venom with his voice, if that makes sense. Like Harry, Tony Todd, they don't match up. And I know his voice is augmented, but if, if you think back, if you think about Peter Parker, is still Yuri Lowenthal um, with, at, with the symbiote suit. Um, yeah. Makes me think it could be someone else, especially if they're going in a different direction. Um, my first guess was Craven, but you know that's just kind of I speculation mean, as well. That would be an awesome twist if, like you know, Craven can't be Spider Man, so you know, reaches out to Osborne, gets the suit, whatever, you know. But I, I still think it's Harry Osborne, right? personally. Yeah, I think it's nice. very educated, I guess. I just like there seems to be like a lot of like it feels like really teed up to me. Like mm. the, the lines like line up, but people, you know, there's a lot of like questions. Maybe the villain we see is is you know in, in that artwork isn't isn't Harry Osborn, but it feels yeah. like that's definitely the origin from what we saw in the yeah. first game. Anyway, yeah. yeah, the only. Thing- the only thing I will say is I, I do think there's going to be a lot of leg work needed doing at the start of the game to make us care about Harry and the fight between Venom and Spider-Man or both Spider-Mans, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Kind of like, obviously, we don't really see, we hear of Harry, don't really see of Harry. Why should we care that he's Venom and fighting Spider-Man? If that, you know. But, yeah, I know, mean, all great they could do as much as they did with um, Miles Morales in the first game, and I think I'd I'd, I'd care, mm. you know, give the occasional little bit, and you know, obviously, we we kind of already clued in what was going to happen with Miles Morales, but like, you know, it, you could just give him the occasional walking mission, and then, you know, yeah, instead of the, you know, Mary Jane Watson walking sections, which were a total pain in the ass in the first game. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Uh, summer, summer Game Fest. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, that was the big one. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it was obviously Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which was fantastic. Um, the Star Trek Infinite, Infinite looks amazing. Do you know what? Just just say everything, because there really wasn't anything that I, really, I had zero interest in playing. So um, there was a lot of games there that, you know, I... I I was wowed by, but to be honest with you, I came away for the entire show thinking, "Fuck me, my wallet is going to be empty." <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be a lot more unsuccessful pre-orders in my future. <laughs> Does that include the Lies of Peaks? I know you're not a uh, you're not much of a Soulsy player. I love Souls likes. I don't like shit Souls likes, and most of them are shit Souls likes. Um, wow. Okay. I, you know, the, the, a lot of games really misunderstand what a Souls like is, and they go, "Oh, let's make this game really tough." And then they make a really tough game and they don't understand the risk reward element of it. Um so, you know, but but it's you know, what everything I've seen of Lies of P looks looks great, you know. Um mm-hmm. and it seems like they understand what they what they're making. And I'm really interested in the story, um, which you know, their their central mechanic is you throughout the game you will be either telling truth or lies and if you try to tell the truth you'll obviously upset the person you're telling the truth to because the truth is always horrible 
but and, and the lie is obviously more palatable to the person you're telling but the more lies you tell the more you return into your puppet so i'm really interested in the way that that you know plays out because that's a really interesting way to develop a both a narrative and a gameplay uh, element that's kind of tied together mm-hmm. so if if the more you turn into a puppet your the the more your your abilities change then that would be really interesting um and if you you know if you if you tell the truth all the way through it just makes it more difficult because you remain a human then that that would also be like an additional challenge that you take on so i'm um, liza p is is like up there with one of my most anticipated but um yeah the, the entire showcase for me i know i know that there was like uh, even fucking honkai star rail like i'm willing <laughs> to give that a go now it's coming to ps5 um because one of these gadget games has got to get its fingers into it and you know Again, yeah, I bounced off all the rest of them, but one of them is going to take take me away. So why not the one that looks so fucking good? So yeah, why not? Yeah. How do we feel about uh, Rebirth being on two discs? Um, it's going to feel really. I don't. I don't even know if it needs two discs, or they're just going to chuck two in to make us feel like we're playing Final Fantasy VII again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> having to change discs or something. You know, gets us a really important path, and it just insert disc two. Um, you know, it's not the first time that games have done this. Um, it just makes me feel that either it is massive, and what they've done is, you know, done as much much as they can to 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 reduce the size of it, but it's still going to be too big to fit on the standard Blu-ray. Or what it is that you know, going to have a one install disc. And and then one that you play off, so it's probably going to be the latter. But I, I don't know, man. It's 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 so cool. Mm. I know I know it's going to be like a total inconvenience to physical players, but also I imagine that when they step up and that screen comes up and says insert this too, you're going to be like ten again. Ah! <laughs> yeah, and I know you've got like no nostalgic connection to that, but I'm you know I'm I, I'm definitely not going to buy it physical because I'm too fucking lazy to get off my ass. But if, if somebody wants to buy it physical and stream that part for me, that'd be great. Thanks. That'll be interesting to see the size of the digital version, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, the digital version is going to be humongous. Yes. Yes. I might have to delete Astro's Playroom finally. In order to, you might have to delete uh, NBA 2K23. No, not my NBA. 100, 135 gig. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a monster. Uh, Young Dog. Do you see anything? I mean, there was plenty of Warhammer on display at the Summer Game Fest. Did you see anything else that you uh, that took your fancy? Is this from just from Summer Games, or is this from all of them? As I'm not sure. This is uh, Summer Game Fest for now, and we'll jump onto the next series. Uh, so Space Marine Two, of course. Although, of course, uh, I I just really want that game. Although I don't think I'm going to be getting it. I think Greg is going to be buying that one. Uh, yes, Your Grace Snowfall yeah. looked pretty good. Doesn't matter um, how many times we say it, man. It's too late. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yes, Your Grace Snowfall looked pretty interesting. Uh, I've wanted to play the predecessor to it. I've not quite got around to it. So maybe I'll just play this one when it comes out. Uh, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando looked pretty nuts. Um, yeah, e- even if it's a fairly generic sort of... 
uh, co-op shooter. I'm fine with that. It looks fun. And at the end of the day, the game's fun. I don't care if it's generic or not. So I'm pretty excited for that one. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 uh, looks pretty fun as well. I've not played uh, Baldur's Gate before. But don't I do say like... that out loud. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be attacked by cat in a moment. Um, I've I've not played them, but I do like my RPGs, so I'm I'm really interested in 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 that one. Uh, Lord of the Rings: Return to Mario looked really fun. Uh, again, it could just be a fairly generic game in a Tolkien universe. Deep Rock Galactic is excellent. If it's like a Lord of the Ringsified version of that, I don't mind so much. So. Um, that looks decently fun. Uh, Stellaris Nexus and Star Trek Infinite uh, were also announced by Paradox Arc. So anything by Paradox, I'm always uh, happy to take a look at. Um, I'm intrigued as to how Stellaris Nexus especially is going to play, because it's so different to the mainline Stellaris game. Um, and the game is meant to take around about an hour. I'm really interested in how they're going to try and pull that off. So I, I have questions about that, but I'm quietly confident. And then Fanger, the Time Shift Warrior, looked really intriguing as well. Um, so there was there was quite a few games. Uh, oh, Remnant 2 as well looked pretty cool. But uh, yeah, the, the, there was a lot of games. I enjoyed the showcase. Um, it always helps when you actually watch this year's showcase. Um, yes, that is a good start. <laughs> oh, I gotta explain that. So I was watching the Gorilla Collective showcase, and I was thinking, why aren't they announcing any new titles? I've seen all of these on like Steam and so on. And it took me an hour for me to realize, oh wait, I'm watching 2022's showcase. Uh, and then I go onto the Slack and tell everyone, and I get laughed at, right, rightfully so. So uh, not my yeah. finest moment, but it made people laugh. So who cares? <laughs> I'm fine with it. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. So we got a decent selection from Summer Game Fest on your end. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed it more than I did the PlayStation one, um, to mm. be completely honest. But that was kind of likely to happen anyway, because PlayStation is a console I've not played heavily since the PS3. I do have a PS4, but I kind of abandoned my PS4 early on in favor of PC and haven't massively looked back. So it was always going to be difficult to for there to be many games at the PlayStation Showcase that really heavily brought my attention, uh, mm. whereas there's a lot more multi-platform games. Um, and even some actual strategy titles, which were announced at Summer Games Fest. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty impressive. Uh, I think, I don't think my wallet's going to be quite as badly affected as some other people here, but it, I still wonder where I'm going to get all the change from to afford quite a few of these titles. So, oh, God, it's, um, absolutely, it's an absolute hellscape. I'm terrified. I, I, I'm super tempted to get the collector's edition of Space Marine 2 and then I look at the price and like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> Does it anyway? Yeah, I, I know. I know the feeling. I know the yeah. feeling. Uh, Kat, have you managed to catch up with Summer Game Fest? Anything there that took your fancy? Kat? Oh my God, this is fucking on mute button. It's too hot and sticky. Um, 
yeah so summer game fest is not one that i caught up in video but i did catch up on it in like article form mm-hmm. ross i have a question for you yes are we playing sonic superstar you're damn right we're playing sonic superstars yeah. are you kidding me because uh, <laughs> you were the only person i want in my co-op of sonic superstars um... you should have seen the <laughs> grin on my face when that came up oh my god <laughs> that looks fucking ace yeah so sonic superstars hype for that hype for that obviously borders gate for free i am cautiously nervous for considering i didn't Divinity Sin, they're the ones who are making it. Um, so yeah, we'll see about that. Um, Yog, babe, I'm not going to eat you for not playing Border Gates too. But what I am going to do is I'm going to invite you to download it, get it on a Steam sale, whatever you need to do. Uh, because I will happily play Border Gate two one with you over Steam whenever you like to get you involved. To get you palleted up, introduced to the series, um, if you so wish. I I completely forgot that co-op was even a thing in it. So yeah, yep. And I've already got like three, four hundred hours logged on my Steam account. So I'm ridiculous because I've co-oped number two with someone else before, um, and I fucking love it. It's a different game every time. Incredible. Still holds up. Timeless. Yada yada yada. Anyway, there's that. There's that. So if you want to do that. Hit me the fuck up. Baldur's um, Gate Enhanced Edition is currently £16.75 on... Uh, very, very nice. I personally rate number two better, so you probably might be able to get two cheaper. Um, exact, exact same price. Unless actually. enhanced. Oh, sick. There you go. Um, Alan Wake looks good, but looks like shitty pants scary. Um, <laughs> Lights of P, I think, looks really, really good. It's just a bit too salty for me. Like, I really like the trailer of Lies of... Like, um, Lies of P. I think it's really cool that you get to make decisions that then make you a bit more like that will change your character and how they'll develop and attack and defend. I think that's a really, really interesting premise. It's just taking on that sort souls formula a little bit too heavily for me. Um, but there's I might a, check uh, out the demo. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a demo on PSN. Might be checking it out. Yeah, I might make it. I might. I might check it out. Ch- 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 checking it out. Uh, yeah, so I might do that. Um, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Spider-Man getting a release date. I'm going to check out my annual leave. I'm going to see if I can book that day off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, That is a day one, you know, booking day off. Sorry, (laughs) I'm sick. Um, Yeah, that was was my... (laughs) I'm sick. Um, Yeah, I mean, Nicolas Cage coming to Dead by Daylight. Bit weird. Felt like I was a little bit on drugs for that. Uh, but uh, I'll be on roll with it. Fuck it. Mm. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not against it. I mean, it's a very Nicolas Cage thing to do, isn't it? He seemed very so, excited about it. He seemed very happy about it. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, by this point, can DVD get any fucking shitter? I don't know. And to be fair, Nicolas Cage can only enhance that experience. Sure. So, yeah, that, that's me for Summer Games Fest. All right. All right. Uh, Miles, Summer Game Fest. What what were your highlights? Uh, quite similar to what well, what everyone else has said. Really, uh, I think <laughs> Lies of P looks super interesting, and I've got the demo downloaded to try that out at some point. Uh, there was a game called Yes Squire or Yes King. Yes, Your Grace. Yes, Your Grace. That's the one. Um, I know nobody else will be interested in it, but I thought it looked really cool. It's like a. I'm sure we played it months ago. Really? Sure, right. 
Yeah, we've got a review up on the site. Yeah, it's yeah. what? Cool. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll have to go read it and find out more about it because it looked really yeah. cool, and I'm interested in it. Um, so there was that one. Um, I think Alloy Two was also shown off at this one, which was really nice to see. Um, yeah, I thought the whole showcase was actually pretty good for the most part. Um, I think in terms of Final Fantasy, there is an interesting snippet of where the story is going to go. In terms of one of the lines Sephiroth says is regarding Tifa, and he says something like, oh, I killed her already, or something along those lines, I think is the translation, which we all know isn't true. But Cloud, in the story at this point, doesn't know that. So <sighs> Spoilers, it, I don't know it. No, 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 it's it's because like... No, 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 okay. Well, basically, the way that works is that's a very interesting line in terms of the direction of where this remake is going to go, because that's a okay. very like strange thing to be said in a trailer like this. Apologies, that was spoilers. I didn't realize it was. Um, but I yeah, just, so I didn't play the original. I'm only playing the remake, so I'm I'm at the end of the remake right now in terms of the story. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, it's just a very interesting tidbit that's kind of come out of the trailer. Um, and yeah, I thought the showcase on the whole was pretty decent. It was nice not having to actually see Jeff Keighley. I could just catch up on all the trailers and see all the <laughs> details of everything. Um, but it's been a bit of a whirlwind, so it's been hard to kind of keep track of it all and remember everything that I've seen in the last like day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been lovely to uh, see it all. Um, oh, I think Sean's got his hand up. I just wanted to ask you a question, Miles. Go for it. Do you agree or do you... Um... Do you believe in the kind of belief that Final Fantasy Remake and Rebirth, whatever the third one is going to be called, is a combined sequel to the original game? I think so. What does that mean? Because I guess I I'm, think I'm really, I, I don't, I don't want, didn't want to get. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this theory at all. I have a bit, but it's also in terms of what you mean by the question. Because my inclination is to say yes, but I'm not entirely certain that yeah so, so what is your in, meaning as in the end of final fantasy 7 wasn't the end of final fantasy 7 it's like there's been some timey wiminess yes it's cool yes i <laughs> yeah we I, did I, this I, without ruining it for us I'm really <laughs> right now. yeah really yeah you've done a really good job there um yes i do <laughs> and tidbits like that in the trailer that they've shown off and a couple of other parts that we've seen um, and that have been alluded to do suggest that but also the very opening of the trailer is very interesting in and of itself because it also suggests another potential timey-wimey weird thing going on yes it um, does. so that is why my inclination is to say yes i think that theory is likely true and i think this is going to be a direct sequel to both oh man i just got wow. chills yeah super super happy yeah, I'm, not, that... I'm not alone in like f- fully throwing my hat into that movie. <laughs> yes! <laughs> which, which, what's, it, what's the movie called? Advent Children? Yeah, I think so. So that is probably prime watching now before Rebirth, really. If, yeah. Oh, well. It, it's it is after now. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> it's after Final Fantasy VII, but the film has so much more to do with the games now that it ever has and it kind of felt like a throwaway at the time but i love that they're bringing it back i think given (laughs) what this trailer has shown in those couple of scenes um i think everything that was ever final fantasy 7 is all fair game in terms of what's happening including all of the add-ons the movies the other bits and whatever like 
And obviously, I'm a bit Royale. biased because I want... <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Battle Royale is the most important, don't you know? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, obviously, I've talked about Crisis Core a lot, and I think that's going to be more heavily involved with this as well because that final scene is very reminiscent of some stuff in Crisis Core as well. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this, and I think this trailer actually tells us more than it initially looks like it does. There's a lot of under-the-surface tidbits that people are going to be picking apart. Mm. Intriguing. It's well, exciting. I shall, uh, in my innocence, I shall play Rebirth when it comes out, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be very interesting seeing everyone's different perspectives like coming in with different backgrounds and histories with final fantasy um I've, I've no doubt there'll be a spoiler special one once you've all completed it oh yeah oh yeah so it'll be so hard to talk about if you've not seen or heard of the other things as well though yeah i, mean, I know I, like... I know i know <laughs> i know like the one major thing that happens because in game culture it was very difficult to get away from it. yes um I'm, yes. I'm aware that happens but i don't know when it takes place in the story I don't even think that yeah. might actually happen where it does. Like, I think everything is fair game now of like anything can be changed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I said I last week, Miles, you went here about consequences of yes. your actions of fighting destiny and how destiny has a fight uh, always has a way. And I feel like, yeah, it could happen. Yeah. I think everything's going to be uh, quite a wild ride on this one. Um, because when I saw that there was a trailer, I was like, oh, I'll just give it a quick watch. And then I saw these couple of scenes and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And why are they? <laughs> oh, OK. And it's... that's why I said what I said at the start, because it's not really spoilers in terms of like the general knowledge of the game. But I guess it would be spoilers if you have any played remakes. So, yeah, I won't say anything else about it. <laughs> the, the end is going to be insanely unsatisfying in the best way because it's not going to be over. We're going to have some revelations but it's still not going to be over. And we're still we're going to be thinking for a few more years, like how the fuck are they going to wrap this up with everything yeah. going on? I cannot still... wait for me to, when, when the whole thing's done, I'm like, <laughs> you know, what? I really enjoyed it. That was really great. And the rest of you going, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> how could they do that? I mean, I'm still just very interested in what they're going to do with Zach because they've still not shown anything else other than that tidbit towards the end of the first remake yes. game. Yes, he isn't the end of the game in remake anyway, so it's not like it's... Yes. You know, Spoiler. But I think that might tie into the first part of this trailer and the timey-wimey stuff that mm. Joy, um, Sean was talking about. Um, yeah. yeah, There's so much I want to say and I can't, so I'm going to shut up and stop talking about it now. <laughs> right, let's let's move on to Day of the Devs. Um, let's uh, shut down Rebirth for now. Um, who had some highlights from Day of the Devs? I did. I want to play all 15 of games of them. <laughs> Josh wrote a whole gosh darn article about it. He loved it. Yeah, I'd play every single one of those games. Easy. Nice. Um, Hyperlight Breaker is definitely the my most anticipated purely because of its pedigree and the previous mm. games. Um, nice to see that it's coming to early access later this year on Steam. Um, I think they did that with Hyperlight Drifter and it had a lot of like kind of play testing from the audience. And what came out of it was a really polished product. Um, so if that means we get a really good 1.0 on console later down the line and I have to wait a little bit longer more than happy about it um similarly to you i played viewfinder the demo um those types of games aren't normally my bag um not massive on just straight up puzzlers um but man god viewfinder is something special uh just the mechanics of it all kind of making 2d photos into 3d landscapes that you enter and it's 
something that you have to play to believe the kind of special qualities it's got on it. Um, and yeah, the art style was also amazing. Um, Haunty was probably out in terms of like a new game announced was probably my biggest highlight kind of being like a hand drawn, uh, top down, uh, journey through purgatory, uh, it's described as like a twin stick shooter. Um, you can haunt objects for combat and for other reasons. Um, it just looked amazing. And then Hellscape, which was, um, insane it was like demons tony hawk pro scale yeah yeah um i really like the look of where is it summerhill yes yeah Summerhill's summerhill cool. looks, it's got that monument valley kind of style and um yeah really into that really into that cocoon also looks very good yes that looks intimidating and games that have intimidating trailers often turn out to be some special games that, you know, the onboarding is actually pretty easy to get with. And then the puzzle mechanics are going to be so like, I don't know, like brilliant that it's going to be like one of those sort of must plays. Yeah. I thought the, um, the art design was very good and the design of the monsters I thought were very good. And mm. so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued uh, by it for sure. Um, anyone else got any stuff from data devs they want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Um, I really like the look of Cart Life as a game that is, was delisted on Steam a couple of years ago, about a decade ago, and they mm -hmm. brought it back. And essentially, you kind of portray the life of three different characters who are all trying to start businesses. It's very like life simmy. Um, and apparently, the, the way and the order in which you will play these characters will affect the game, and um, like how you manage their business will affect the game. And then there's like, as the game goes on, there's more morally inducing decisions. That you'll need to make like if you choose to like sell something at a cheaper price but you then need to give yourself some food you need to keep yourself alive as well which is very interesting i really am surprised um by simpler times it very gives me much edith finch vibes um which I oh think you mean like a 10 lovely. out of 10 experience uh, no yes. like a solid 8 out of 10 yeah. experience solid 8 out of 10 <laughs> oh, okay so not an edith yeah, experience solid fine 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 whatever you want to maybe wow. my Edith Finch experience <laughs> maybe not else but yeah no it reminded me of you straight away Ross I was like I reckon Ross would love this um Ete as well looks lovely is Ete yes Ete yes but yeah. impossible um looks really really cool it's kind of like you're it's very much like season um and you're like going on your way you're creating paintings in like a very black and white world and then you can create kind of your own canvases based on the objects that you find looks like a very calm casual kind of sort of puzzle game but not really it's just a very mindful environmental atmospheric game um there was another one as well i can't remember if it was in day of the depths or i'm just trying to figure out oh yeah it was in day of the depths um the sea salt chronicles looks very interesting it reminds me a little bit of overboard um where you will it's kind of like a big mud mystery narrative driven like adventure game about um like a captain of a ship who has gone missing and you have to explore it and you get to choose where you go and which part of the crew you take and what questions you ask them and yeah so those are my highlights and haunty as um josh said is one of my highlights as well but yeah, that's my day of the dev roundup. Lovely. 
I think David Davis was pretty good for you then this year. Yes, yeah, it was really good for me last year as well. If it was mm-hmm. one of the most anticipated um, showcases, I always think it has a really, really good selection of different genres that they highlight. I think they do very, very well at highlighting. I heard a, uh, a so filthy rumor that Unpacking Two was going to be announced at Day of the Devs. I uh, also heard that filthy rumor, but except it's the not so filthy rumor of Unpacking coming to mobile instead, isn't it? Yeah, so like lies. Right. No, no, but it wasn't quite unpacking too, which would have been fabulous. Yeah. Also, as well, a little to the left is getting a DLC called Cupboards and Drawers, Drawers and Cupboards. Um, so that's yeah. nice as well. Lovely stuff. Uh, Sean? Henry Halfhead. Sorry, game of the year already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, that doesn't suck. I, I just, I like... It's, it's the next iteration of, you know, these, like, you know, I am fish, I am bread... You know, you've got a little puzzle to solve and you've got to figure out how to do it. And in this, you could just jump into anything and, and turn it into another version of Henry. It's just a fucking genuinely brilliant idea. And I've got to be honest, I did actually mute the TV when that was on. Yeah, I mean... It made me, it made me, it made me like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I don't want that it. That is the game's narrative as well. You are going to be narrated throughout it on kind of what you do. So, mm. I can't wait. To <clears throat> I, 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 I loved every single one of these games, uh, but the Henry Halfhead was like the one where I look at it and go, you know, the game's going to be fun, but I know that I'm going to have more fun myself. Like, like I said, turning the toaster, jumping into the toaster as Henry, and then jumping into the bath. And I, nothing, <laughs> nothing might, genuinely, nothing might happen. Like, you know, there, there may no be, be no effect for Henry jumping as a toaster into the bath. Yeah. And I really expect them not to be able to make that happen. But if they do, I will laugh. And, you know, it, you know, becoming a piece of toast, getting some butter on myself and trying to hit the floor, butter side down, just. The, the little things that I'll be able to do myself as any environment, part of the environment will be more fun for me than probably what the game is going to come up with. And that's no, what the, those kind of games create, don't they? So, you know... I'm happy um, for you. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, they're, they're just going to have trophies for it that have those weird, like, do this on that, something. Like a hint to doing something strange and weird for experimenting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there for it. I'm really excited. Cool. Cool. Uh, sound everyone? Right, and let's jump to uh, Xbox, who, in my opinion, had the show of the week. Um, we did say throughout all the way leading up to it, Xbox have got to, they've got to represent, they've got to bring it this year. And my God, did they bring it? Uh, I'm going to start with Cap. I wonder what game got you so excited at the Xbox show. Fable! We saw so much of Fable. Although, weird take. Like, genuinely felt like I'd had, like, when I watched the trailer, I thought I was too many vodkas in, and I was a bit like, fuck is going on with this story? Yeah. Um, But, really enjoyed it. I'm just so weird and wonderful, and I'm a bit like, okay. Um, You know, someone obviously rode some sort of, like, Someone pulled the wild card out and was like, Do you know what we should do? We should get Richard Adio. I, I, I can never say his last name. Are you AIDS? Are you AIDS? Are you Wadi? 
Iowadi, thank you. Um, and just be like, you know, Jack and the Giant Beanstalk narrative. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to it. I was really surprised we got that much um, trailer. I wasn't really expecting much. We didn't even get so much as a sniff last year. Um, no. In regards to it, we got a mention in an audio clip, which was a next year we'll see more, like the bigger titles, blah, 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 and Fable. So the fact that we got a full blown trailer and um and a release did we get released date? I can't even remember now. It was too no, not even on. not even a no, window. No, 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 But still, it's exciting shit. Yeah, it looks exciting shit. I don't know if anyone can confirm this or not, but there was the sequence where Giant Ayawadi is trying to you know smash you with things that he finds on his table. Yeah, is that is that a playable sequence or was that just CG rendered? It- wonderfulness. It looks CG rendered, doesn't it? Because mm. if that was actually gameplay, that looks insanely fun. Would be very, very, <laughs> very, very, very cool if it was. Um, Clockwork Revolution looks kind of cool. Oh, you mean Bioshock giving it too? Essentially, yes. I was yeah. like, why does it look like... That's what I thought it was at first. I was like, yeah, this is a yeah, Bioshock game. Yeah, I literally was like, shit, holy shit, but I was like, it's a fucking Bioshock game. And no, that was... Uh, <laughs> but yes, I did mean Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 it does look very good. Yes. Um, other than that, like I know that Starfield is um obviously the big contender there. City Skyline looks like um Sim City, like a very like up like you know it looks it's kind of held the whole image of Sim City in the nineteen nineties. And somehow mm. added roundabouts. And I'm I here for it. I'm <laughs> here for it. Um Jacent looks looks all right. That looks all right. You know, I think don't nod, make us a life of strange. Can't go wrong, can you? Right. No. Um I think that was everything my end. I know there's a big a lot of big runners. There's a Star Wars one, there's you know, Persona for Toby, there was Starfield, there's Cyberpunk coming to um everything else that it's not broken on i don't know um so yeah um monkey island obviously i know sean's probably in hyped about um but yeah fable that's the big one yeah. day one on game pass fable on right, game i finally pass. got to experience it i finally got to experience it. <gasps> i have game pass that's a thing <laughs> that i'm gonna be able to do um so yay for me Oh, yeah, for the laptop. Oh, this podcast has seen a laptop. lot. Honestly, yeah. and this podcast has seen a hell of a lot. This podcast has seen me whining like a little bitch last year because I didn't have Game Pass to whining again because I think the year before we just started the, the Xbox, like we came into Finger Guns during the Summer Games Fest two years ago. And I whined then, I whined last year. And now, no more whining for me because I bought this laptop during a podcast. So, <laughs> um, so it's uh, seen me through some good times, this, and it will see me through playing Fable Day One. One of my favorite podcasts ever, that one. <laughs> we had a whole story going all the way through it. It was lovely. <laughs> we did, we did, we did. It was a good time. Really, really good. Uh, Miles, uh, what did you make of the Xbox Showcase and what were your highlights? Ah, oh, so you know what? It's actually really nice to be able to come on this and say, finally, Microsoft genuinely hit a home run i think yeah. pretty much everything they showed looked really cool they I, they're not all games that i want to play but i think they were all games that will appeal to lots of different people 
And for once, Microsoft aren't just saying we have lots of games in development. They've shown us all the games that they have in development. Um, mm. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Senua. Um, so to see that Senua 2 does still exist and that it is coming at some point next year is nice. I wish it was sooner. Yeah, it was a weird, w- it's weird for it to show, wasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like with the first game, they did the same thing where they showed off a bit of the game and then they focused really heavily on their motion capture and story side. Um, and if you have played the first game, um, the trailer probably gives you a bit more because it's sh- like some of the lines from the voices in her head are quite interesting in the context of where the first game finishes. Mm. Um, so I got a bit more from it than I think other people did. Um, but also, I'm a big fan of the game itself. Uh, I thought that Clockwork game looked looked dope. Cap um, thought Bioshock. I thought Dishonored 3. <laughs> I knew it wasn't, oh, right, it, just, yeah. it just gave me the same vibe of like the steampunk look of it. It is, it is a massive like concoction of both of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the steampunk vibe, like you're instantly going to go to those two games because they were quite like defining in terms of the art style of that and that kind of thing. Um, But I think it looks really cool. And that one's one that obviously we didn't know about, wasn't expecting it. So that kind of really shot up my radar pretty quick. Uh, The Star Wars one is cool. Um, I'll say more about it when we get to the other showcase because they showed off more of it there. Uh, What was the other one? I'll let Josh talk about Like a Dragon. but I guess the big thing really was Starfield because I was very sceptical after that first showing about it where the frame rate looked terrible, the facial animation was quite bad um, and it just wasn't a good first impression of the game at all um, other than the scope that they showed off. This 45-minute like section was fantastic. It felt like a Xbox went, ah, oh, Sony do a state of play. We're going to put a state of play inside our showcase. How cool are we? And I was like, nice, fair enough. Yeah. Um and what they showed off was really impressive. Like the level of detail of like the equipment, the weapons, the ships, the diversity of like the worlds you can visit, the scope of like the map. Um, this isn't like No Man's Sky where it's just randomly kind of generated and stuff. Each of these maps looks like it's a clearly defined, you know, you know, section to explore. And while not every planet or moon is going to be something that will have loads on it. I think there's just so much discovery on Opfer here. It looked great. Uh, the combat looks very typical Bethesda. Like it will be good and it will be fun, but it will still be quite janky and it will still not feel like a COD game, but it never should, n- nor should we expect it to. Um, but I came away from the showcase thinking this game actually looks like one that I genuinely very much want to play now. Whereas I came away from the last one thinking I will quite happily skip that and not care. Mm-hmm. Um and given how Redfall's been received, I think Microsoft really needed a win, like desperately needed one. Um, and they got it. I think the showcase was fantastic. We saw some really cool games um, and there's stuff in the in the Xbox pipeline now that I'll actually be interested in picking up and playing. And we've not really said that for the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, I think they smashed it and it was a really good showcase. I Probably my favorite one to catch up on has been that one because I liked most things on it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, your dog, anything from the Xbox showcase that got you hyped? Uh, I didn't watch it live, so I had to catch up on it. Avowed, what's interesting, mm-hmm. uh, Fabled as well, uh, Payday Free, and Starfield, I think mostly. Cities, well, no, City Skylines 2 as well. So yeah, there were a few games. I I wouldn't say there was anything I was super excited for though. I have concerns about Payday Free, uh, in terms of microtransactions being introduced into it, and so on. 
so I'm I'm questioning how good that one's going to be because Payday Two has had a mixed track record. Are you not excited for the sixty billion DLCs that it's going to get? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember a period when they'd said they'd stop development. We're not doing any more now. And then Starbreeze and Overkill had a bunch of legal problems. And then, funnily enough, they started making a ton of DLC again. It's it's funny when that happens. Uh, yeah, I, I if I think I if I had to choose, I'd probably go for Starfields. And City Skylines too. I'm really intrigued to see how uh, Starfield is actually going to handle in players' hands. I know Bethesda games are generally a little bit janky, uh, and that gets overlooked a lot because mm. it's Bethesda. And I can put up with a bit of jank. I mean, I play plenty of janky strategy games. That's fine. What I'm interested in is what is the performance going to be like and how buggy is it going to be in terms of crashes and so on. Because well, Apparently it's the least buggy game Activision have ever published. Uh, so we'll, see. we'll see. I mean, yeah. Bethesda have ever published not Activision. I mean, uh, that's not really saying much. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also you get to play in 60 frames on your shiny PC. Hooray! I, I need to get a new PC. Uh, honestly, for some of these newer games, my computer's getting uh, it's about seven years old now, and I just don't think it's going to be given a lot of these games justice. So, I think I need to invest in a new PC. All right, well, which make sure you do it on an episode of the podcast because that's why that's how we do it. Sounds good, sounds yeah. good. You have to give into the peer pressure and then do it. That's how the sound works. <laughs> I'll order it live on the podcast. Yeah, that's what Kat did, and it was a brilliant episode. Excellent, Absolutely loved it. Uh, that's me yeah I had to take a second there I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I just want to echo everyone else's sentiments uh, kind of the amazing showcase it was um, quite a highlight overall Um, Jusant that Kat mentioned looks incredible lovely little cutesy climbing sim um, obviously, the ones that I'm enjoying the the look of the most are the Eastern influenced and developed games, such as like Metaphor, Refantasio, which is Atlas's new IP. The design is immaculate, just as kind of like the personas have been. It's a cool looking RPG that I don't really know too much about. It's just a completely otherworldly setting that kind of looks like it has similar kind of like social elements as well as the the turn-based tactical combat that they've got um it's a shame persona 3 reload was leaked early um through atlas's european pr um instagram um because that would have been a bit of a like a like fucking hell yeah moment for a lot of people because it kind of like it's very unexpected especially after they had like a remaster come out this year for uh, consoles um like a dragon infinite wealth um absolutely loved uh the last um yakuza game which was called like a dragon which is now the kind of like name of the titles going forwards for western audiences mm. um it's always it's always been it for um, eastern audiences but now we're kind of like putting it all together looks like a new setting um i think people are theorizing hawaii uh, which is really interesting. Um, 
I think I really enjoyed Path of the Goddess. Um, it really gave me Okami vibes, um, a lot of fauna. Um, from Capcom, we saw a bit more of it at the Capcom showcase. Um, I still don't know too much about it, but it looks pretty. The combat looks cool. It's going to be RE Engine, so yeah. Um, and the one from Chinese Room uh, still wakes the deep. Yes, uh, first-person horror set on an abandoned oil rig, which I don't know how that's not kind of happened at this capacity yet. Um, but it's a really interesting setting. Um, again, something that something I don't know too much about. It's a lot of this is kind of like teasing you to get in, to get you to the through the door. Um, but yeah, that one looked really interesting. Um, and the final one that I'll shout out is uh, Dungeons of Hinterberg. Um, that was like that's like a cool cell shaded. It's uh, talked about being like a dungeon crawler slash social sim um, set in Hinterberg, uh, and that looked awesome. The kind of fa- uh, fast paced combat and stuff like that, and the design was cool. Um, but overall, oh, it was such a good showcase. Um, cautiously optimistic about Starfield. Um, I think we're very quick to forget kind of cyberpunk and stuff like that, where they kind of promise you the world and you just believe it um and uh we'll see wait and see i'm i'm obviously not i don't want it to be a cyberpunk however i don't want people to be disappointed um Mm. but it it looks phenomenal i i I wish there was a few more like bespoke planets and maybe a smaller solar system just to have a bit more of their amazing art direction that they've done with the planets that they have designed themselves as opposed to the procedurally generated stuff. Um, but hey, it looks massive. It looks like a next step in games altogether. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It was very impressive. Just hope. I think it might get one more delay. I don't think it's going to see this year, but that's just me. We'll see. If Microsoft are that serious about it being perfect on launch, then we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Sean, um, I think I know the answer, but what did you make of the Xbox showcase? What were your highlights? Um, can I be the one dissenting voice in the room then? Um, there we go. There's always one. So I, I'm not saying that this wasn't a good showcase, because it was, but there were some things in this that I was disappointed with. Uh, and I was there was some really pleasant surprises. Um, so Starfield does now finally look good. So you know, I'm I'm on board with Starfield now. But there's so you know my feelings on CGI trailers. I've said it many times on this podcast that you might as well not bother if you're not going to show us the game. And if the Fable trailer or whatever it, you know the if that was all kind of an advert for the game rather than it having any gameplay in it at all. Then, like, I really enjoyed the gag, but like, I'm going to reserve my judgment until I actually see I what mean, the game looks like. What what they did say was that it wasn't the CD trailer, but it was in game engine. That's how they got away with it, I think. I, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was representative of the visuals of the game, but not the actual gameplay. Yeah, which again, I don't think we actually saw. You know, I. There was like one snippet where where you you're on that table and the giant comes. Where I'm thinking that looks like a game. The rest looks like an advert. And you know, I'm I'm really excited for the next fable. 
but also I don't want to, to just be served an advert that's going to be not representative of what the actual game is like to play. So mm. a bit disappointed there. Avowed, I, I was disappointed, I'll be honest. Um, mm. When that, that trailer came out, was it last year? Um, it, like what I wanted from Obsidian was like another Elder Scrolls, but you know, their own spin on it. And this looked like a poor man's um, Legends of Elysium. And I, I just didn't, the, the combat looked weird. And obviously, I'm probably going to play it because it's me, but I just like, it wasn't what I wanted. That's that's mm. probably my own expectations. Um, like I said, Starfield was really good. South of Midnight looked really good. But again, if that was just a CGI trailer, then uh, like, or, or an engine trailer, but the tone of that looked really great. So we don't get enough of those type of games. Um, obviously, the, the Star Wars one was pretty much CGI, so I was like, oh, whatever. Um, Forza, like, I want them to do something a bit more with Forza. <laughs> like, look, Scotland was was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, give like I, I want I want something a bit more different than that. Um, there were a lot of highlights in this, but you know, obviously the highlight being, you know, now game of the year, Sea of Thieves, which has got <laughs> round in it, and it, it it's just for me that I kind of expect set my expectations like at the maximum, and you know, ex- knowing that Xbox were going to have to kick ass, and I, I didn't get everything that I wanted, um, so like I say, it was a good showcase. And the fact that they put Monkey Island in Sea of Thieves is a complete masterstroke. Mm-hmm. And if anything was going to get me to go back to Sea of Thieves, and you know I don't like Sea of Thieves no, at I all, no. I, I will 100% be playing that. There, there is nothing that will stand between me and my Xbox when that launches. <laughs> um, I did the exact same uh, thing when um, the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff came up. And I beat that, I had a great time, but I haven't gone back to it since. Um, so yeah. once you've done the the Monkey Island stuff, you can leave it alone forever. Well, apparently they're going to have like three chapters. It's going to be spaced out, so oh, no. just... <laughs> it's going to have to stay on the hard drive. It's taking up space. <laughs> um, but like you know, everyone else has mentioned a, a ton of really great games that I'm really excited about. It's just that you know the the Hellblade footage. I genuinely got like I don't, I don't know why they showed us what they showed us. <laughs> like yeah, it I know what you mean. Game. <laughs> what, I, what, what I can recommend is if you go back to it and watch it in headphones, all of those voices are all separate from each other, and they're all around you, and they're in like your left ear and your right ear, and they're behind you. It's fucking trippy. So it's well worth giving it a go. You know that might make it. So you know, a confession. I watched this one with my kids because I knew it was going to be good. So we sat yeah. down and watched this, and they were like. Every time a new game was jumping, like they were jumping up and down, going, Can we have this one? Can we have this one? <laughs> um, like 30, 33, something others. I can't remember the name now. 33 Immortals. Yes. Like yeah. they, they were obsessed with that. And I'm like, Yes, we will absolutely play this together. Yeah. Um, because what an amazing idea. But like it was those sparks of like, you know, gameplay that looked really engaging that I was more at warm out wild by. Um, I mean, then everyone at Finger Guns can play 33 Immortals. We can all play it together on Game Pass. Yeah. How exciting. We, don't, we only need 
26 more riders. Yeah. <laughs> we could have a full bigger guns 33. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. What about uh, you? Yeah. Did you have any particular highlights? I mean, I love the whole thing. Fable was unbelievable. Um, the the chance that I might have to run away from a giant Richard Iwani um, is a very exciting prospect. Uh, something I never thought I wanted, but now I want more than ever. Um, I thought Cyberpunk DLC looked amazing. Um, I thought the models looked very different. I thought it just looks better than it ever has done. Um, I'm assuming CD Projekt Red have really put their heads down, and you know they are. I, I swear they said once that they're not going to charge for this, but it is twenty five pound on the store. Um, so you know it depends how you feel about Cyberpunk these days if you want to get it or not, I guess. But I'm really excited for it, and uh, I can't wait to jump back into it. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, Clockwork Revolution looked really cool. I love the look of the um, the black, uh, the black Series S. I'm not going to get one. I'm probably going to get one after that because I'm a dick. But the black Series S looks really, really nice. Um, so I'm tempted. Sean, hands up. So, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say that no. That clockwork, fuck's sake, I've just forgotten its name again. Clockwork Revolution. Um, yeah, like, this was another thing that I'm like, you, you buy Microsoft to bought NXTile, a, 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 a team which are brilliant at grid-based strategy games. Yeah. And they've got to made a first-person shooter that looks like Bioshock Infinite. I'm like, what, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what? How, how did that happen? Um, yeah. The game looks great, but when I saw the NXR's logo, I was like, awesome. This is going to be something like like a Wasteland game that I can really get into. And then, then we got this, and I'm like, it looks great. But it was just like such a switch up, like a bait and yeah. switch. Um <laughs> how how does can it can I can I get a raised hands? How disappointed will you be if Richard Iowadi isn't in Fable? Uh I put my hand up. Uh, vocally, <laughs> I can't find the button. <laughs> I, don't know I, I would to... be that disappointed because it just feels a bit out there, um, and it kind of breaks the four four in a way that I didn't really quite expect it to. So I think if this was just like a gimmicky trailer, I'd be like, "Yeah, that was fucking wild." But if it didn't actually end up being in the game, I'd be like, "Yeah, fair." Like, what a stunt! Yeah, no. Yeah, just imagine like, like, like a, a Crash Bandicoot level where like you're facing towards the camera. And instead of running away from a big boulder, you're running away from Richard Iwadi. <laughs> How much fun? How much fun? Come on. I'm well up for that. His style of comedy does fit Peter Molyneux's style of writing as well. I think they are very like, I don't know, there's a Venn diagram there where there's kind of like very good similarities that kind of make magic in the fable yeah. world. Um, so it would be a little bit disappointing if he wasn't there. Um, just because I think his very dry, very like um, almost inauthentic delivery sometimes uh, just is like the comedy that's in the Fable games, like to a T, kind of like the bit where the, sh- uh, the chicken gets shot off and someone's like, oh, well done. Like <laughs> it's just it's just quintessentially like British humour that we just get of like the sarcasm and the snarky behaviour towards each other. Or the hero walking down the road and someone just goes, well, wanker. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. great. What I'd love is like, what if Iowa wasn't the only one? Like, there was a whole team of giants. One of them was like, I don't know, David Mitchell. The other one was like, you no know, <laughs> Chris O'Dowd and No Fielding. Just like, just like, 
classic British comedians. They're all giants in Fable. It'd be brilliant. That would be funny. Oh man, if that doesn't happen, they all have a panel show. They have a Fable Universe panel show all together as giants. Rob Brydon's hosting. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I think my highlight, though, was South of Midnight. Again, don't know a lot about it, but I was very intrigued by the trailer. Any Anyway, you got a uh, skeleton playing guitar, I'm well up for. Um, reminded me of um, that PC game where the water tastes like wine from years and years ago. Um, it kind of gave me those kind of vibes. So, yeah, well up for that as well. Um, yeah, Xbox, great job. Um, still no contraband, still no Indiana Jones, still no Perfect Dark. Still no Outer Worlds 2, but they can wait. This was a really good show. And uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, with them and everything they haven't shown, you know, it's exciting time. Exciting time for Xbox. And like we said, this is exactly what they needed. And uh, yeah, well done. Long way to continue. Now, I will try and rush through this, but I want to give it the respect it deserves. Um, they're replaced, indeed. Absolute nightmare. But there we go. We'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe there's another showcase before the end of the year. There probably will be. Um, I want to give this disrespect there of just thanks to Yog Dog. Um, but I did watch the PC gaming show, but I could not make it to the end. I really tried. Did, did hosts, you not like the hosts? The hosts were fucking infuriating. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried. I got, and then I, I saw on my clock, I was like, I've been watching this for nearly two and a half hours. It's like, this has to stop at some point, right? Um, there was some great stuff on show. I, I want to run through what I loved just quickly. Um, Tear Down, it's out this week in beta. Fantastic. Um, Nivalis, I've been I've had my own Nivalis for a long, long time. I loved Cloudpunk, so I'm really excited for that. Um, Ebenezer in the Invisible World, really excited for that. Um, I saw an email come through about that. I might actually request it soon. Uh, Road to Vostok, I played that at the weekend as well. I thought that was really good. Um, Mars Horizon. Not really my sort of thing, but I saw it. I was like, that looks pretty dope. And oh, there's just so many there's just so many games. It just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the first half I thought was better than the second half in terms of games person that I want to play. Um, but um, your dog, was there anything from there that gave you the uh gave you the hype? No, not a single game at all. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Why did no. I watch it for your dog? <laughs> God! No, I uh, there was quite a few things. Uh Frostpunk 2. Uh, was they did a trailer fairly early on, um, which set the showcase up pretty well for me, even if the hosts were absolutely dire. I was struggling to get through it as well, us. It, it wasn't just you. Um, it was, it just felt awkward, didn't it? The showcase, yeah, it just it was, there was no chemistry at all. It was just really unsettling, yeah, yeah. That's... But Frostpunk looks pretty. Uh, well, Frostpunk two looked pretty good. I have played the first. I enjoyed it. It's a very difficult sort of city management game. Um, I always struggled to actually get right to the end with Frostpunk, especially on the harder difficulties. Um, I'm really intrigued as to what they're going to do with two in order to distinguish it from the first one. Uh, but yeah, Frostpunk 2 looks pretty good. Uh, there was a game called Dorf Real-Time Strategic Conflict, which kind of looked like an old Command and Conquer timey sort of game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably one of my favourites of the showcase, even though it's quite a short trailer. What they did show was really intriguing. 
uh, and there's been a load of. Um, I mean, look at Boltgun recently, which was like a kind of like a doom shooter again. So the fact they're doing that with strategy games as well, going back and doing it like an old style Command and Conquer game, that's pretty cool in my eyes. So I'm really got my eyes on that one. Mars Horizon 2, Path of Exile 2, uh, both looked pretty fun. Um, I've not played... There wasn't tons of info on either of them, but uh, Path of Exile 2 had like a short amount of gameplay shown. And with having played Diablo recently, uh, I'm intrigued to try out a different series uh, within the same genre. So I think Path mm. of Exile 2 might be one I give a go. Uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Realms of Ruin uh, was announced fully a couple of weeks ago at the Skulls Festival for Warhammer. Uh, So it was already a known quantity, but they did show a bit more uh, of a trailer for it and a little bit of gameplay. It kind of looks like a smaller scale skirmish uh, combat, similar to like Dawn of War 2 as opposed to 1. Um, so that looks pretty interesting. I don't know anywhere near as much about the Age of Sigmar setting as I do 40k and Fantasy Battle, but I will go in with a fairly open mind and give that one a go. Um, it looks like it's going to be fairly well made, uh, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, there was Dread Pilots and Undead Ink, Undead Ink especially had a it didn't show any gameplay it's, it just had like a cinematic trailer um but the premise of it is pretty interesting uh, you run a sort of a company which does all sorts of unethical experiments by the looks of it uh so the the trailer was fun but i don't know tons about the game yet so uh, i'm i'm i want to know more the trailer drew me in I want to know more about it, but mm. I think that was a, a really fun trailer. Uh, Revival, Recolonization, Earthless, Nova Roma, especially Nova Roma, um, really appealed to me. Nova Roma looks to be... Uh, so it's another city builder in the vein of... Uh, I think it was called Knights and Castles. I think it was made by the same developer. Uh, so it's a bit more of a cartoony style city builder compared to say something like the old Caesar Free or Pharaoh games, but um, it still looks quite fun. And whether a city builder is cartoony or a bit more realistic in terms of its graphics, I'm generally always going to be a fan of them. Uh, and then finally, the last one which really appealed to me was Last Train Home. Um, so this is based on a period of history where. Uh, Germany and Russia during World War One um, had actually uh, had a white peace with each other, and there was a bunch of Czech soldiers um, who were serving on the Eastern Front in World War One, not two, uh, but they couldn't directly go back to Czechoslovakia, so they had to basically commandeer trains and go through Soviet Russia all the way to Vladivostok via the Trans-Siberian Railway. So it's based on a not particularly well-known period of history. Um, I never thought I'd see a game set in this. And the more I think about it, the more I think, wait, that's an excellent setting for a strategy game uh, and management. So I am probably 
this is the one I'm really super excited about. Um, cool. And I can't wait to see. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff at the event. Um, I think it was probably overall my favorite of the various showcases, which isn't really a surprise, let's be honest. I think that was fairly expected with me. It had to be someone's favorite. When that's yes. Other, other than the hosts, who, oh, no, oh, not, again. not again, please. <laughs> uh, did anyone else see anything from the PC Gaming show that they loved? Sure. Extra Brother Championships. Oh, yes. I had and, a feeling you'd um, like that one. Yeah, I loved XL1. Just looked, um, just looked like an awesome evolution of what they did with XL1. So, um, yeah. And I'm going to say Citizen Sleeper 2, but I imagine other people on this podcast would be more excited about that than me, so I'm just going to let hmm. them talk about it. Josh, you want to talk since the sleeper team? After the kind of our weekend or week that we've had seeing that announced, I was just like, no fucking way. The, uh, <laughs> the person behind it, I mean, the main person behind it uh, at Jump Over the um, Jump Over the Age, I think it's called, um, how what they're doing i can't i can't believe it like kind of the amount of content they've been putting out for not just the first game but now also working on the second game and it being in such like a quick succession um the collaborators from the art and the music are back um so it's going to be seamless um it's a tiny bit of a shame that it's kind of like a completely new story so your protagonist protagonist is a new sleeper um the same same problems of being uh, a degrading android, essentially, um, that's owned by a mega corporation. Um, you're on the run. You have a teammate. You also have a ship that you can upgrade um, and a crew that you can uh, gather now um, to help you in the story. Uh, so it sounds bigger, bolder, um, as in-depth as kind of the previous game. Yeah, and I just... Just can't believe it. I think I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a ways off, but um, just the fact that it exists is amazing. Yeah. All right. Good shout. Good shout. Okay, let's move on to Ubisoft then. Um, which ah, it was all right, I suppose. Um, not sure it was the greatest show they've ever done, but they did have some biggins in there. Um, who wants to talk Ubisoft first? Go on, man. Sean Gifford. Sorry, Yog. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, Assassin's Creed, man. God, yeah, man. Game, oh, my God, Mirage looks so good. Doesn't it just, Miles? Doesn't it just? Does um, it Does it give you, like, an Assassin's Creed 1 remake kind of vibe? Well, obviously, it's not, but it just feels like it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, when, when they did that first bit of parkour, I recognized pieces of environment that they've obviously remade from the originals to like the, I think it was in two where you've got like the step and then you've got this like piece of wood, which never, there's never naturally sticks out of a building. The wooden plank. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, this is like, it's so good. Just like the, the way that they've reimagined some of the, like the, the swinging thing to go around corners, which they did, I think it was like from brotherhood onwards. Yeah. Um, The lamp thing. Yeah, it's just so good. And and all of the tools being there and it just feels like an old school Assassin's Creed. Um 
The only thing I'm disappointed with is that they didn't announce multiplayer because if they could have announced an old school Assassin's Creed multiplayer, I literally would have came in my pants. Oh, my so... God. <laughs> oh, God, the multiplayer was great. It was jumping out of the haystack where they went into a crowd to find someone and you just smacked them in the back of the head to stun them. That's it, yeah. Oh, peak times. It all the same people <laughs> waiting for them to pick up the wrong one. <laughs> Turning them all into the jester. <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, like, there was Assassin's Creed Overload, wasn't it? You know, the Jade looked great, and but for a mobile game, that my, my only... I really wish that they would bring that to console, and but I know why they aren't their targets in a very different market. Market, I know I aren't their target market for that, but I'll still probably be playing it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I know that again that like this was a CGI trailer, so I don't even know why they bothered showing it. But the Assassin's Creed VR looked, um, if if it looks anything like an Assassin's Creed game in VR, and they can fulfill. Pretty much every person's dream since Assassin's Creed started of being able to pull off one of those lovely swan dives into a haystack in VR, then they will have made a lot of dreams come true. Um, it's, on, it's only on Meta at the minute, so that's that's a shame because it really could have done with our PSVR too. But you know, mm. we'll see. Um, but yeah, all, I, I got a lot out of this show. Uh, again, I watched this with my kids because it was on at a nice time. They wanted a lot of stuff that I wasn't particularly interested in, like um, Motor Motorfest, was it called? The crew, yeah, um, the crew's new one. Yeah, so you know, the, the, my kids were all over that. Like, you know, they Basically, they don't even. Forza uh, Horizon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and I think you know the fact that they, they got a Lamborghini in there, and my kids were like, "Oh, Lamborghini!" And like, we've got loads of games you can already race in a Lamborghini. Like, but can we have this one? And like the lightning track with the whole lightning going around your wheels and stuff, it looks cuckoo crazy. But you know, um, there was no dancing panda for Just Dance Two. I think that that is a, I think, I think that's a trend that's died now, Ross. Yeah, it's um, over. So you know, there's no Just Dance Jump Dancing Panda anymore. To be fair, is... I did like they had that 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 video for Just Dance Four, and then they transitioned onto the stage. I thought that was a very good transition. Yeah, it was and, so and, seamless. It was lovely, and and those dancers were very good. They were. Um, yeah, um, I think they're so, all finalists of some kind of just dance competition. The official, if, if the pre-show was right, it was saying it was like the official finalists for the Olympic esports. Of course, um, just dance as an Olympic esport is, you know, um, but I, I, you know, there was there was a lot of highlights to the show. Um, but for me personally, because it was Assassin's Creed, and I know that you know, um, so overall, I, I really enjoyed this show. But purely because Assassin's Creed just looked everything that I wanted it to be, um, and that obviously there is a, there's a really bright future for for that. And it's it's weird to think that Ubisoft really needed to come out swinging, and this was what they brought. Um, <laughs> mm. no, no, beyond good and evil. Um, you know, Prince of Persia got a, an unnecessary backlash about being in 2D, which is just that game looks fucking amazing. But, you know, the first trailer with the crazy music just did not do it justice. And then this, this second, you know, why did they talk about an anime halfway through this show? Uh, because they can't <laughs> promote their TV stuff as well, man. You know, that's what Ubisoft do. 
But then they showed a trailer which didn't really. <laughs> the trailer was terrible. Was that, was that it? Okay, great. What cool, a waste of all of our time. Some, was, some it, was it as bad as the Twisted Metal trailer? I'll take uh, that back. Worse. Take that back. Twisted Metal trailer was fucking epic. <laughs> I I think it looked like bad. Uh, oh no! I was going to use a more bad. choice word there, but it's 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 it it's intentionally cheesy. That's that's the you know that's Twisted Metal. You know, no one ever went in there going, oh, you know, a guy who drives an ice cream truck with a flame on top of his head. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I just don't really like Anthony Mackie. I don't really think he's a particularly good. He's Captain America. How dare you? <laughs> I don't care. He's not my Captain America. <laughs> he's not just Captain America. He's Papa Duck. You show some respect. You put some respect on his name. Okay? No. No, it's it, it's not okay, Roscoe. I, I, I'm sorry to have to be the villain here, but... He's... Who lives in a world that hates Mario and Anthony Mackie? Who? Apparently that's one person in this you. Yes, I'm a very unique individual. <laughs> <laughs> I also hate Final Fantasy, so, you know... Oh, God. Let's oh, not get my on that God. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> that's not Anyway, one um, day I will say something to get picked off this podcast. Uh, you're so you're so close already. You're so close already. <laughs> God, um, he hasn't said words in a while. Cat, uh, what did you make of Ubisoft? What did you catch up on with anyway? I'm afraid to say I didn't really watch Ubisoft. I opted for the wholesome instead and mm. watched that. <clears throat> I don't watch. I don't play a lot of Ubisoft games, so it was just something that. In the big repertoire of the last twenty four hours that I had to catch up on everything, um, it took it took the cut. I'm afraid. Um, okay, um, well, thanks for thanks yeah. for chatting. We're it's back okay. in a minute then. <laughs> back in this shortly. <laughs> uh, Miles, Ubisoft highlights. Uh, Assassin's Creed was the big one, as we've already kind of mentioned. Um, this is the first Assassin's Creed I've been interested in since. Well, I did play Odyssey, but probably since Origins. Um, I thought the Star Wars Outlaws looks good. Um, I'm still a bit, like, not totally sold on it, but I think that's also because I got a little bit stung by Survivor in its poor technical state. Um, so I just want, like, a really good Star Wars game. But it kind of looks like a Grand Theft Auto E open world bounty hunting extravaganza. And if I get to shoot Stormtroopers in the head as a pistol-wielding badass, then I'm pretty down for that. Are um, you okay with it having a female protagonist? Because... A lot of these oh. are not okay with this. God, how dare an entire universe have female protagonists when we've had like 60 billion pieces of media with male protagonists already. There Heaven was a comment forbid. underneath the trailer that said, are there no men in Star Wars anymore? Oh. And I'm like, mate, people are some, fucking some, idiots. The Viber uh, came out six weeks ago. <laughs> like, come on. It's people just, People yeah. are fucking idiots. Oh. They are just the worst. The absolute yeah, worst. I actually quite enjoyed the fact that they're throwing out like, uh, there was a Mon Calamari, um who's the the dealer person. And I was like, that's really cool that they're throwing like these different species into roles that we've not seen them seen them in properly before. Yeah. Um, so if anything, I'm kind of embracing it. I think the change in storytelling and it being like a bounty hunter, I don't think there's plans to have many like Jedi or Sith involved with this story um, as much, mm. at least. And that actually kind of is exciting because I want to see more of this universe outside of like what we already know about it. Um, and given that, 1313 never saw the light of day this feels like you know the replacement for that 
Yeah, it's got a real Couple... Andor sort of Rogue One kind of vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Uh, I think the only thing I wasn't as keen on were there were these really glaringly obvious, a bit like Avatar as well, where they're the really glaringly obvious like red barrel things that you could explode. And I was like, why? <laughs> Have we not moved past this yet? Um, but that's just I like a really, you. yeah, it's just a really minute thing on my part. Um, but I also like the interactivity with your little creature where you can like tell it to go hit things and you can move crates around and distract. Mm. Um, it feels very like typical Ubisoft formula, but it looks like they're nailing the kind of feel for it and the atmosphere. Um, so I was a big fan of that. Avatar, I'm not sold on. It It looks like it's not you going to be... Boy. I know, I'm I'm trying to be careful because I know you're excited for this one. And <laughs> I know it's not. it's never going to be like the the hottest AAA game that gets made. But I kind of like ideas in it, but I was watching through the gameplay and I was a bit like, I'm not 100% sold on this yet. I think it's going to be a solid like 7 out of 10 game, um, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I think it's nice to actually see some of that game properly. And yeah. I like the idea of taking the fight back to the humans after they've reinvaded, after having invaded and been fought off. Um, yeah, I thought it looked cool and it was nice to see a bit more because I didn't watch the second movie, so... Um, it's nice to see a bit of that world again. Yeah, I think it's interesting how they've um, they've they've set up like this is a first person shooter. Why do you want to be a, an FPS and Avatar? You want Literally. to be a third person <laughs> exploration game? Oh, but these are Navi that were stolen as kids and they were trained to be Marines. So, oh, right. that's how that's why they can use a gun. See, yeah, you get it now. <laughs> I, like, I, I really love that they were like ah oh, the navi won't be very interesting to play because you can't play them like every other video game protagonist and so they went ah oh, we have an idea we'll just make it story-wise that they get indoctrinated with how to play fps just like we do with all of our franchises and i yeah. was like hmm some kind of meta level commentary going on here that i don't yeah. think they've realized it certainly feels it certainly feels far cry but i'm okay with that yeah i love far cry so you know it's uh it's it's fine and i love the idea of Getting on a bounty and exploring Pandora. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I do uh, love so. that. I, I do love that criticism. I've seen that a lot. There, it's like, but it's it's just it's just Far Cry Primal painted blue, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's Far Cry Primal painted blue. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this is Ubisoft. Thing, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Why don't you want that in your life? You know. So, yeah, excited for that. Uh, Yog dog. I... And you better say nice things. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Mirage looked good. Uh, that's my nice word quota. Uh, Yay! Next. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just I uh, I wish that uh, Massive Entertainment would make a Star Wars strategy game. Empire at War Two needs to happen. Yes, and I think it's perfect. Already. They uh, they would be perfect for it because they made World in Conflict and Ground Control. Before well, like they made the division, um, figure migrants, but kind of like a Halo Wars kind of thing. Uh, possibly. Um, yeah, something like Halo Wars could be interesting. Uh, Empire at War, which I think it was Miles who just said about it, would be great too. Like, there, there's loads of options out of there. I, I, I just, um, I just would like them to go back to what they used to make because I'm a grouchy old person. <laughs> who isn't actually that old. Um, and, yeah, I, I miss them making strategy games. But Star Wars Outlaws is pretty pretty interesting. Um, I'll keep an eye on it. But Star Wars isn't my biggest thing in general. Uh, I think Avatar looked a bit... Uh, I'm going to get flat for good. saying this. A little bit no, good. It's good, doesn't yeah. it? 
that's, that's fun. <laughs> it's enjoyable. That's not the word I was going to use. I thought right. it looks. You get to pretty... fly around Pandora. Come on. It looks a little bit fun, but it looks like it'll get old quickly. I think the novelty will wear off. The uh, Navi you'll see. Oh, no. Jesus. Uh, yes, go on. Let's go with that one. Uh, yeah. Prince of Persia looked interesting. Uh, I, I, this fucking guy. I swear to God, I, I'm not saying it looked bad. Um, I actually <laughs> really like the visual design of it. It's just not my style of game. So the only reason it doesn't appeal to me is I don't really like uh, Metroidvania stuff. So. Okay, um, but the the actual visual design is great. I think it looks really it really knocked it out the park in park in that aspect. Uh, Mirage looked great. It really looks like it's harkening back to the older Assassin's Creeds, and it's going to take it back to um, back to its roots, uh, which yeah. is great. I still think Assassin's Creed 1 to Brotherhood are my favorite of the Assassin's Creeds. There's been, I enjoyed Black Flag and Odyssey, but I still think the older ones are the best. So if the fact that their next game is taking us back to those sorts of games, that's great. I, I really like the setting as well. Um, that period of history has is fascinating and has a lot of untapped potential. So that's that's really cool. Uh, Assassin's Creed VR, I VR. I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. VR doesn't hype me. Um, I just until I've actually tried out VR, you have to see it to believe it, Yog. I, yeah, until I'm I've actually believer. tried it out, I'm just like I can't get hyped about it. I don't necessarily oh. mean the game, but a VR experience at all. I've never used VR yet. I don't know what it's like. Yeah. Let me tell you, next time you're around, we, we've got a couple of strategy games that are in VR that are amazing. Um, that like, you know, you, you can look around the table and get a good viewpoint. You don't have to stick with your crappy camera angles and stuff floating above. VR does give you kind of like a really great amount of freedom for strategy games. Um, so you know, there's some really great VR strategy games that you, you could root out if if you were to willing to give it a plunge. But um, you know, best to try it out at someone's house first. So do you want to drive down the motorway and come and see me? <laughs> I'll just get on the train. <laughs> I'll get on the train. Uh, I I would love to actually. We keep saying this. Uh, I I genuinely would love to. I'll I'll sort something out over the summer or something. Um. I'm not going to go through every single other thing, but Skull and Bones, do we actually think is going to come out this year or next year? Uh, I don't know. I think it'll be this year, but I think it's going to absolutely sink because it's out three days before Starfield. That game isn't coming out. <laughs> they're going to. There's a song now. It's got, it's, it's got to come out. It's got a song. Oh, God, the, that song. Fuck you now. The, the thing is, I mean, this expands upon Black Flag's ship battles, which for the time were great, but this is... Well, it did, but Black it doesn't Black anymore. Now. Skull and Bones was meant to come out in 2018. <laughs> right? <laughs> fuck yeah. this game. I don't care anymore. Uh, you know, it, it pains me to say that if I had a choice between Starfield and Skull and Bones, I'd be taking Skull and Bones purely to wow. review, like, relive my Black Flag heyday. <laughs> because, mm. you know, it, it looks so much like Black Flag that, you know, I'm... 
Oh man, I know I'm an outlier. It's not here, even but... about that anymore, though, is it? It's more they have so, like uh, a, a, a single player campaign that's about a particular pirate. Yeah, right. It's, so, so, so it's more Sea of Thieves than Black Flag. I, mean, I think the other way. I think it's the other way around. Uh, sea of Sea of Thieves is a definite live service, um, but that facilitates that pirate fantasy now. Uh, and now that it's got like massive collaborations, Skull and Bones need needed to pivot. I think to be uh, a more like pinpoint like what it wants to be, as opposed to kind of being a game of everything. If that makes sense. Mm. There once was a man who put to see the name of the man. Anyway, I, um, I just want to say, <laughs> I, I do like a sea shanty, Sean. I'm not going to lie to you. I do like a sea shanty. You're not going to get I, them in a spaceship, are you? Are you? <laughs> I've said some I, pretty I don't think space shanties are a thing. I've said some pretty controversial things, but Starfield, uh, going for score and bones over Starfield, there's got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sean's an I know that I'm an outlier here. I know that that is is controversial, but that's purely because of Assassin's Creed and the fact that it will remind me of how much I, I loved Black Flag. So, I think yeah. Skull and Bones will come out in a better condition than Starfield at launch. Potentially. That's, I, my, I don't. that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Is it half a game still? <laughs> Another controversial take, Sean. I think I agree with you. If I if I had to choose, I would probably go for it. Wow, you always want to get this uh, podcast cancelled, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> it's on your mission all along. Yes, hundred percent. There's a reason I turn up every week, and I'm useless at the vast majority of topics, and I just come out with hot takes like that. I just want, <laughs> I just want to get the, uh, the just drop the one liners and like I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, hundred yeah. percent. Um. Josh, you want to talk to Ubisoft very quickly before we move on? Um, yes. Like the look of Star Wars Outlaws. Looks fucking expensive as in terms of like development expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, all for it. Kind of feels a bit like pie in the sky. Like maybe they're kind of snake oiling us a little bit. Bit of cyberpunk. Too good to be true almost. But we'll see. Uh, Prince of Persia, Lost Crown. Looks incredible. Yep. Um, something that no one else has mentioned. Uh, and that might be for good reason because maybe i'm in the minority but i think x defiant looks pretty decent as a first person shooter like a uh like a pvp I mean, shooter. there's a beta next week i'm not forgiving it again for sure yes uh, that's and um, yes 21st to the 23rd of june they're doing an open beta mm-hmm. um and it just looks good and i don't know if that's because the trailer showed off players absolutely doming people like shot for shot and i was like yeah, that looks awesome. That's not <laughs> going to be me. Not in, in any not world. Not but it will be eventually. <laughs> no, never. I'm never that great at Call of Duties or anything like that. Um, but no, it just looked like a really cool fast-paced um, like first-person shooter that kind of facilitates the sort of um, modern warfare game that people are shouting on the rooftops for because it's not like it used to be. Um, mm. But despite despite that bad take, I think it just, yeah, it looks pretty decent. Josh, did did you like the most recent modern warfare? Yes, I did. I I, I mainly like most cods because what what the the what they're saying is that X Defiant is going to have the shortest TTK of any kind of first person shooter based on player feedback because that's what they want. So yeah. like, and and 
I've been watching sort of, you know, when the, the recent open, like closed open beta where people were allowed to talk about it. I watched this guy, one guy stream it, and it really is like, you know, submachine guns, couple of hits, they're down, just absolutely murking people. And this guy wasn't particularly good. Um, but, you know, it was, you, you can get a real thrill out of that really short TTK. So it's like, mm. um, they really like are. Power fantasy almost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You, like even, even, you know, shotgun blast, one shot, you know, it's it's one of those, those really quick fire, really rapid, you're down yeah. quickly, but also you can down people really quickly. So it, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that beta because be good to get finally get our hands on it. Are we going to have like a full three squad? Hell yeah, man! I'm all up for that. Yeah, do we? Yeah, and um, the extra promo bet is back as well this week. Just a reminder Woo! on the fifteenth, so we can play some more extra promo this weekend, which is very exciting. Um, right then, Kat, do you want to talk us through wholesome? I feel like you've been on the bench for a little um, while. So. Yeah, it was desperately disappointing. Oh no. Like, every game, I think York said it earlier, every game looked like, yay, for about five minutes of the game that you'd be playing. There was a couple of repeats in there, so Ete was in there, a simpler time was in there, I think. Um, But every game kind of had the same theme to it. Like, there seems to be a lot of take-a-photo-of-this theme going on in the genre at the moment with wholesome games, and... Yeah, there was one really cool game I really like the look of called Gordlets, um, yeah. which essentially is where you make a little city and these little Gordlets, these little kind of like little munchkin, like little furry fluffs come in and they like inhabit. Oh, yeah, Minico's Night Market. That was, yeah, that looked pretty good. And there was, yeah, Josh just said there's lots of cats in the showcase. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of cats in the showcase. Um, and um, Frog Island actually doesn't look... I think it's called Frog Island or Frogland, one of them. But, yeah, Minico's Night Market was, looked, actually does look really, really cool. That's probably my top pick from the showcase. Gordlets is probably my second top pick. But, yeah, it's kind of like a little thing where you can do, like... You can, like, make farms and you can make, like, little cafes and little tea rooms um, and, like, landscape and gardens. And they'll just live on your island a little bit, like... If people or like if AI could visit your Animal Crossing island and just like live there and do shit there, that's exactly kind oh. of the premise of Gordlets is that you can't control these Gordlets in any way. They will do what they want to do based on how you design the environment, which I thought was really cool. Um, mm. But other than that, yeah, there was a lot of like, we were taking this picture and we're doing this thing and that's it. Uh, I heard the word cozy was what... used like every other five minutes. Fucking hell. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that, you know, because I don't want to be a dick and say that. But it really was. I was just like, really? Like, this is what we're, this is, and I feel like, and this is not, this is, I feel like this is going to be me, like, sacrimoniously moaning about something that is such a problem in the gaming industry. Right. Oh, I don't know how to politely say this. So th- there is an issue, isn't there, about how females are looked at in the gaming industry sure. um, and how there needs to be equality in games. And actually, there are some um, like showcases that are trying to do the split very, very well. And I feel like the Wholesome Direct almost leaned into the stereotype that we don't, that a lot of females in gaming don't want to be associated with. Like, 
it was three females who were um like presenting the showcase they were very lovely they were very like yes the word cozy was used but it was like every game was like sickeningly sweet and I don't remember that from last year but I think as well like having this like very pinky purpley like so cute oh my god that's so cozy oh my god look at my pink image my pink little tea room simulator fucking hell <laughs> i don't know maybe that's just my opinion and i'm sure it just is but i felt like it almost leaned into this stereotype that a lot of females want to try and distance themselves from because it's it's what generates a lot of hate for females in the gaming industry like why don't you just go back to the sims or why don't you just you know shut the fuck up and put your gun down or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I just, I walked away last year thinking the wholesome had like so much good shit in it. A lot of it copied over from Day um, Day of the Devs. Got a lot of highlight. They kind of had like a little cross pollination highlighting. This year, it just felt like everything was just a bit too sickly sweet. There's a little too many gardening sims. There's a little too many. This is coming from like, you know, gardening sim like i don't know representative at the moment um <laughs> there's a little too many like here's a tea room here's this here's that here's a cat that you can play as mm. um so yeah i that's, think that's, that's I think, mine. I think there's an article maybe that will split hairs and split a pin yeah but then i'm gonna get hate from the girls as well so i mean it's, i could i could write an article on it but am i just throwing myself to the lions no i, I think I, I think you've made um, a very fair point have I, or is it just my one opinion? Don't know. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. There probably is a lot of no. female gamers that watch Wholesome and went, oh, for fuck, come on. Aren't we, yeah, on, no, aren't, aren't, aren't we over this already? You know? Yeah, but that's, yeah, that is exactly how I felt. It was very much like, you just like, fuck, man. Like, and it's the funniest just... thing is, like, a couple of my favorite games for the last few years have been. Animal Crossing and Unpacking. The direct. Yeah, and I'm like, I love these games. Unpacking one, fucking loads of awards. We don't need to be in a pink chair with pink headphones with pink background, pink hair, and being cozy. Like, and do you know what? If that's the thing, power to you. Mm. Fuck, do you know what? It's a genre for a reason. It's it's a showcase for a reason. But it felt just a little sickly sweet for me this year, and that's a shame. Um, so I don't know. Thanks, Sean. He just said counterpoint. Um, so yeah, I knew that was a bit of a controversial take potentially. I didn't know if to say it or not, but I thought fuck, I'll say it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I I can't pick really other game other than Minico's Night Marker, which kind of looks pretty sick, and that Gordlets game, which kind of looks cute. Again, maybe cute for about an hour until like those Gordlets show up, and then you're like, cool, now what? Um, but other than that, I can't say I care too much for anything else. Yeah. I can't believe with how on point you are here, Kat. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's really nice to hear. I'm so glad that what like yeah, I'm so glad um to hear that because I didn't know if I was just I kind of like walked away being like if I say that am I just being contrarian or am I being a dick? But I just feel like I didn't do the girls a solid yesterday. It didn't do. It's kind of doing exactly what we're trying. The image that personally I'm also trying to not portray, and the image that I think that a lot of people can automatically have of females in the gaming industry, and it's just 
really yep. pull back on that. Like the the latest figures say, fifty percent of all consoles are now owned by women. Yeah, or, or yeah. girls, and you know, as, as as much as you know, lemon lemon cake shop or I can't remember lemon drop cake shop or whatever it was, you know. It, it, there's there's a lot of these cake shop, tea shop, cat shops, sewing games. There's a lot of these around, yeah. but these we're not all playing these. I mean, a lot of people yeah. play Sims. Like us, like fifty percent of females were not all opening the fucking Sims for that. Like, I saw TikTok the other day <laughs> where it like took the piss out of a of a female where they were like getting like a really high spec laptop and then opening up the Sims. And I was like, really? Are we still there? That's where we're still at, like, um, and yeah, there's a lot of. You're right though. There was like loads of sewing games too. Fucking hell, put an apron on me and make let me make you all a sandwich for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, Why just have fucking sandwich simulator? Fuck. Can I have a tea sandwich. Thank you. I think you reviewed that. Is. That was chef life. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, <laughs> Chef Life? You could make some French cuisine. I'll have you know. <laughs> some cocoa van. <laughs> you actually could what's, make cocoa van. <laughs> yeah. What is the, the, the irony of that? Of course, was it is like you know the the female gamers in my life. Most of them, like one of them, Mars's boss, who was a very good friend of mine, is currently tearing through Diablo Four. Yeah, Lindsay's fucking great. What legend she is. You know, Sean plays How's COD Lindsay every weekend. You know. Um, yeah, Lizzie, what's that's up? the thing. Like, like Sean yeah. plays COD. My cousin, the only game that she could actually play was um, like zombies as well. Um, mm. Yeah, and it winds me up, and I just think, wow, you had such a big audience, and this is your first, like, or your second showcase. You just fucking punched all the girls in the fanny. That's all you did there. I'm so sorry to if say that's that. That's not the quote. If that's not the quote at the top of this podcast, you just punched all the girls in the fanny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah, that's my... But I'm glad, okay. I'm glad people are agreeing with that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I thought that was quite controversial to say, and I, I, I wondered if people would be like, oh, shut up, that's so ironic of you to say. Um, but... No, you're definitely not the only one. I've seen that. I have seen that going around. And I think you're absolutely right to bring it up. Thank you. I've not seen anything on the wholesome saying that. Um, to be fair, I haven't looked. Um, but my Twitter uh, is like yeah. I've got. I follow a lot of uh, female devs, and they're like, basically, one one of the tweets was just, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Damn. <laughs> I just, I just, really, I was like, really, like, why don't you play the snow game? Why don't you play this fucking sewing game? Why don't you take a picture of a tree? Why don't you take all these pictures of different cats in the garden? I'm sure your fucking game is great. I'm sure it is. Stop! Just stop! <laughs> All right. Oh, look at the time. Right, very, very quickly. Cat, did you uh, see the Capcom showcase? No. Okay. <laughs> That's good. We can see some time. Thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. Um, me. He's, he's been on the bench for a bit. Miles, uh, Capcom. What did you see? What did you like? Uh, not very much. I liked. To be honest, it was either games that are already out, which they just showed nothing of or it was games that we already know exist and showing more of said game uh i enjoyed seeing dragon's dogma 2 in more detail and exo primal and other than that the rest of it was entirely skippable and i wish i hadn't watched it are you saying you didn't like the world premiere announcement of a delay for bragmata oh <laughs> honestly why That's my favorite bit of the whole weekend i absolutely loved it I literally couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, it's Pragmata. This game actually exists. I'm all excited. And then it was like that stupid note that was like 2022 scribbled out and then 2023 with nothing. And then obviously 
just question marks and i was like why why would you bring this to your one showcase when you have nothing else to show and then tell us it's just delayed and i was like now nah, fuck that um yeah i was quite yeah. displeased yeah they made that instead of dino crisis mask can you imagine Oh, don't even, don't even start me. Don't even. That was hurtful. That was highly hurtful. What you did with that message. <laughs> I can't help myself. I had uh, to. I had to. Did I'll you see the that. um? Did you see the Ryan and Guile mechs for Exoprimal this week? Uh, yes, actually, and uh, yeah. To be honest, the Exoprimal stuff was actually quite interesting to see more of the campaign stuff, and uh, yeah, I'm glad for that. But it was the quintessential. You could have just release these two trailers for Exoprimal and for Dragon's Dogma and just shelled the rest into an email and called it a day. You're absolutely, um, absolutely right. And I don't know why they didn't do that. I know we've had Resi 4 this year and I know they've just had Street Fighter, so I know they're on a good run and they've probably just exhausted their stocks for the year. But like, just don't do anything. Just don't have a showcase if you don't need to. And they didn't need to. So, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't pleased. Fair. Uh, Sean? 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 Sean enjoyed it that much. He doesn't even want to say anything sure. about it. I said Capcom <laughs> and he fell asleep. Um, we'll go to Josh. Josh, what did you make of the Capcom showcase? Yeah, on the same page as Miles. Um, as a recent adopter of the PSVR 2, however, uh, seeing Resident Evil 4 coming to VR, I know it already kind of was announced and exists, um, but I had a new lens. Uh, like, oh shit, this is something I'm going to play now. Um, and I'm probably going to play it and possibly beat it before I even fucking play my first playthrough of the game because I've not got to it yet again. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Pragmata was such a nothing burger. Could have been a blog post. Wish it was just like a sad disappointment on a headline as opposed to a whole trailer that devoted to basically disappointing us. Um, Dragon Dogma 2 is definitely the highlight. Uh, but I, I don't care. It's one of those where it's like, uh, I can do without seeing it for now and just enjoy it closer to when it's coming as opposed to knowing more about it because it was a lot of what just the first game was um, but now in the RE engine, which is impressive. Um, but that is like the new bit of info that we've got. Everything else is pretty much Dragon Dogs but one, but new. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean? Yeah. Can you there he is. Just- yeah, hello, mate. You're back. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sorry, internet cut out. Um, sorry. Yeah, this was this was useless, wasn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Ace Attorney uh, trilogy, four, five, and six, getting a, a collection was good. Everything mm-hmm. else was kind of stuff we'd already seen, and um, yeah, it was you know I th- this uh, Capcom. If if this is the worst thing you're going to do all year, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're still really spanging games, but they just can't do showcases anymore. Yeah. That seems, to be, think... this seems to be the way. <laughs> Absolutely. The guy's tied for the, the second worst presenters of the entire thing, because the guy who was presenting this show was an absolute atrocious person and needs to be put into a volcano. Wowzers. There you go. So many hot takes tonight. Uh, Yo, Doug, did you watch Capcom? Uh no, I didn't watch it, and I I'm not the biggest Capcom person out there. Um, so uh, maybe Dragon's Dogma two, but other than that, I don't think anything would massively appeal to me here. Okay, 
<laughs> it's just sorry. It's Cap- Cap- no, no, no. It's not. It's not you. It's just Capcom's such a damp script to end the podcast on because there's just nothing there. Um. So yeah, there was a there Dino Crisis though. Sorry, there was a Dino Crisis. Oh, wait, oh, wait, there was. Fuck oh, <laughs> all of you. I can't believe you missed it, Miles. To be honest, oh, pissed crazy. off a lot of you. I'm raging. I was. <laughs> I had like a slither of hope that DMC Six would get announced as well, and I don't know why I thought that because that would be utterly stupid. Um. So yeah, it was phenomenal. I got mocked about Dino Crisis, got nothing new, and uh, no DMC Six. So yeah, <sighs> what a crappy showcase to end on. Yeah, but there we are. Great um, week, bro. Great week. What a week. Um. September is looking absolutely stacked and terrifying. Um, but that, basically, September onwards is horrific, essentially, for, for wallets. Um, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a second job. This is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, July and August look fairly quiet at the moment in comparison. Um, it'd be nice yes. if they could spread them out a little bit. But no, it's like games. September 12th to like the end of September is absolutely stacked. And well, September sixth, even because Starfield's out, isn't it? And then, like Spidey is a week later. So is Alan Wake and Assassin's Creed, Lies of P. Um, it's all within three weeks of each other. It's absolutely insane. If so... anybody wants to get married after September, it's going to be a no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Um, if I ever get married, make sure I do it in like a quiet gamey season. I'll do it in August. You know, that'd be easier, wouldn't it? For you. Yeah, definitely. In August. Okay, I remember that. Um, right, let's get recommendations because we've been going on for a while. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was our take on basically the entire week. It's been a hell of a week. Um, there's so many games still not announced, but we'll go through them probably at another day. Um, stuff that we still haven't seen. Um, anything desperately missing that you wanted to see this weekend, folks? I mean, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yep. Dino Crisis. Oh, <laughs> no, <man>. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Metal Gear Salt. Oh, wait. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. I can't even be like salty about it because I actually did get the one that I want. So, oh, mate, can you imagine getting Metal Gear and Dino Crisis within a few weeks of each other? I genuinely, you wouldn't find me. I wouldn't even be able to get on the pod. I, I'd just be a puddle of nothing. Still be in poems next to a keg. Yeah, tightly. yeah, I would be very much just rocking back and forth next to the keg. Like, this cannot be reality and this cannot be life. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, I would like to have seen Indiana Jones. I'd love to know what, what's going on with that. Um, I, I'd assumed that we would have seen some of it as the film's coming out so soon. But uh, it wasn't to me. So there we are. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been an amazing week. It's, 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 it's difficult to complain about what wasn't there, considering how much great stuff was there. And um, we've got a lot to look forward to. Don't even start with me. Don't even fucking start. I would have loved to see a Battle Brothers two or a Battletech two, but uh, I guess my 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 dreams won't be realised this time around. Yog really wanted a uh, Mario sequel movie. (laughs) Yes, a hundred percent. Sorry, the most uh, the uh, the second most popular animated film of all time. Yeah, one point three billion. Yog Dog, one point three billion. Write it down. Uh, Remember. Yeah, well, not everything that's uh, popular is good, is it? Illumination are now making a Zelda film, and I'm terrified about that because they should not be making a Zelda film. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh God, no! Super Mario and Zelda are very different franchises, and they're going to illuminate. They're going to mini in Zelda. 
and I'm absolutely petrified about it. But uh, there we are. It's all right. Chris Pratt is going to do Zelda. <laughs> That's good because he doesn't speak. Zelda so doesn't speak, so it's fine. <laughs> no, Link doesn't speak. Zelda does speak a fair bit. Um, yeah, fuck knows what the Zelda film's going to be. But anyway, let's talk about that another day because we're running very much over. Uh, thank you very much indeed for listening. Um, yeah, very briefly, last week, can we talk about the ending? The blurb, what the hell? Whose idea was I it? Thought- I thought it was glorious. It wasn't even my idea. It was. Uh, it, it was me. Okay. Well, was was if I remember rightly, it was actually Josh. <laughs> okay. Well, Josh, you get to do it this week then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh damn! Amazing. Okay. Someone's going to do it now. Every someone different's going to do it every week. I've decided because I think that's a nice, uh, fun way to <sighs> to do it. Right. I'm, uh, I'm, right. I'm, oh, look! If it isn't the consequences of our own actions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got the write up. Oh, you okay, put it right here. You have I've, to sign it off as cat still. I've posted it in the chat. Okay, whenever you're yeah. ready. Fuck's sake! I've not had pressure like this in a in a minute. Okay, we're all listening intently. By the way, no kidding. <laughs> we are though. Uh, well, if I mess up, this was Ross's plan, as was my plan last week. Um, I'm going to eat my words and eat these words. So enjoy. Right then, everyone, that's everything from us. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, if you want to follow us, all you can. Absolutely everywhere. Just check the link tree in the bio in the description below to find us in all the possible places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. So you can follow us all individually. You can do that as well in the description below, where you'll find all of our handles below except Miles, who's smart and doesn't have Twitter. If you really like what we do, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month, which keeps the podcast alive and kicking on its various podcast services, and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. We'll be back very soon. Can't wait for you to come back for that, and we hope you do. But until then, it's a goodbye from Roscoe. Bye. It's goodbye from Miles. Farewell. Goodbye from Cat. Bye. It is a goodbye from Yog Dog. Mario is terrible. And goodbye from Sean. Bye. And a final goodbye from me. Uh, I have been Cat, and we will see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast. Give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Superb. <laughs>